I'll tell you what, man, it does not get any better than this Tony Bruno, Harry Mays, Sirius XM, the Dan Patrick Channel. I know him. The godfather of sports radio. These guys are the greatest tag team since the British Bulldogs. What do you think, Chaz? I think that's a really, really dated reference. That's what that is. Don't be a knucklehead, all right? If you're going to do that, talk about Miss Robin, call her Miss Elizabeth, and you're a George Animal Steel. Hey, Tony. This is the Tony Bruno Show. This is serious. And now here's Tony Bruno. Ah, yes, donning my white robe, hoping to get a big endorsement deal as we start today's Friday festivities. Tony Bruno and Harry Mays. The only thing I don't have is more people than many of those living rooms around the country last night during the draft. You want to talk about social distancing and stay-at-home defiance. Did you see some of those places last night? I know, night? man. Now, there was a lot of talent in the rooms. Well, yeah, but, uh, you know, I'd like to have been hanging at Cliff Kingsbury's joint. All by himself, sitting there with the big wall of glass. Dude, that place is fat. He won. He won the night. That place is fat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I was thinking, I, I know exactly where, not, maybe not the street, but I know Scottsdale, because uh -huh. that's Camelback Mountain in the background. Right. He's sitting there. He's got the pool in the back, the, the perfectly manicured grass. I'm yeah. thinking he was, like, sitting up there. in Troon somewhere. Right. Oh, right? Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Hey. good Troon hey. knowledge there, go, right? Robin. Robin lived in Arizona. <laughs> Not bad. She's been everywhere, man. I can hang at Troon. And then you had Joe Barrow, the first pick. He, he had, like, a well, 1978 yeah. of drapes in the back of his mother's house. I know. It was like that 70s show. Exactly. But, but, but I, you know, but, but I, I, I tweeted about that. You know, like the first thing he's going to do is probably buy his folks a new house and a nice new exactly. sexual and, and, and a nice uh, recliner and all that. Can he but, find that in Cincinnati, though? I mean, well, he's not. He's from the area. Yeah. So it's not like he's, yeah, he's not far in, from there. Athens. He's not in Troon. He's not living in Arizona. No, but I mean, you know, that that part of the state is very poor, so there's no way that his agent was going to go ahead and buy him his parents a brand new setup because you got to you know make that sink into people like where you're from, like look where I came from. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that was fun. And you know yeah. what? I I I didn't. I thought it was pretty good. I liked to seeing the families. Me at too. Home. It's much better than seeing some kids sitting in the waiting room and then they keep showing him. Yeah. And he may have his mother or his father or somebody with him. You got to see the whole family. Now, again, I'm not one of these, oh, we should call the police. I bet you somebody sitting at home saw some of those living rooms where there were agents there who yeah. weren't supposed to be there. Right? You had agents in these houses. Yeah, but they're the same people that called the cops on my golf course. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So these people had 20 people in the background, and you're not supposed to do that. Right. So if you wanted to be some really woke jackass and call the police and have them go in and, and bust get, up the pin, party. Yeah, pinpoint the location. That would have been some video. Exactly. The cops come to the door while the guy's on the clock oh. and he's waiting to get picked. He's, he's on the phone with uh, the general manager or whatever, and the cops busted. That would be awesome. That would have been a great video. <laughs> but it was like, you know, Jerry Jones' yacht. Oh, I mean, yeah. That was sweet. What's the, what, do you think the, what do you think the beam is on that baby? I don't know, man. Now, you know what the beam is. Not the gym yeah. beam. Man. No, no. The beam is the width of the boat. Uh-huh. You know, that's what it is. Right. It's, it's the girth. Yeah. It's, the it's not the length that matters. Right. It's the well, width. the length matters, too, on a boat, Robin. <laughs> you could have a long yacht, but if it's not, the, it's the beam. And Jerry's sitting there in the middle, mm -hmm. and then his son, and I guess this is 
his uh, son's wife on no, the other side? That's, that's one of was his daughter. Was that his daughter? Yeah, she was in the shot, too. Okay. Yeah. There was only three, and they were socially distanced. Yeah, oh, you yeah. you got to give Jerry Jones credit oh, down yeah. there. Yeah. That was perfect distancing. I bet you he had it measured out to six mm-hmm. feet exactly mm-hmm. so nobody would rip him. Yeah. Except the Eagle fans who were upset that Jerry Jones had the audacity to take a guy that fell into his lap. I'll tell you what. And how the hell. It just worked perfectly. Oh, for man. Him. You know what the best part of the draft is? <laughs> Every team got the guy they really, really wanted, right? Isn't that what happens every year? Well, With a few exceptions. Yeah, a couple. But I joked around after the first 10 picks because it was pretty much chalk, except the Giants took an offensive lineman that a lot of people thought. But they, they took the wrong one. They took the wrong one. <laughs> and, and then the other idiots online ripping David Gettleman. Listen, I'm not a Giants fan. And David Gettleman's getting ripped, the general manager of the New York football Giants. He had a mask on, and he was by himself. But well, he wasn't by himself. And here's the other part, and I hate to rip pro football talk. It's not my style. But what kind of nonsense is that for them to rip David Gettleman and then have the barrage of people following them doing the same thing? What's he wearing a mask for? He's sitting in his house in Jersey. The guy is a cancer survivor. His immune system is compromised. 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 And he had an IT guy sitting in there helping him, and he was thinking of – the other guy's health and his health. Yeah, I didn't rip him. I put it on a tee for Giants fans to rip him. I said David Gettleman is a, had a, has a mask on alone in his house. But Giants he wasn't fans alone, in three, two, yeah. one. Well, yeah, of course. But they take the cue from the right. media people who want to rip all these guys. It's just like here in Philly. He had no it, decorations in his room, though. He looked like he was in like a bonus room of a new house that he just like bought yesterday. I was yesterday. expecting it was weird. Um, to feel like – because we were talking about how great our little studio is down here, yeah. but we were thinking, okay, whatever they have must be like ten times better. His right? place didn't look lived in. Yeah, you know, yeah. What I, mean? I well, felt you know, really probably good. Rent. You don't buy. You yeah. know, New York no, you can't true. afford to buy a couple more draft picks like last night. He will be out. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, even when you go across the river into Jersey, yeah, and like Hoboken, right, it's still expensive as hell. Sure. Now speaking, so he's of- probably ready. Now Cliff King, Cliff Kingsbury. Is he buying or renting? Do you rent that kind of a joint? you got to buy there, right, I mean, in that, Scottsdale? That place know. looked like something that a porno crew would exactly. rent for a weekend. I, mean, I that would was rent that out. It was definitely movie quality. And yeah. he's single, too, right? Oh, yeah. You want to talk about the chicks descending upon that area. You know, because Arizona made some good picks. Uh-huh. Obviously, the Miami Dolphins. Simmons fell right into Arizona's lap. Exactly. Yeah. Now, so, Tony Bruno, yes, speaking of me. being comfortable in the wherever you are broadcasting from, yes, mm-hmm. people are commenting on your I know my robe. garderobe. Well, I got this. Uh, I it got says this. Sopranos on there. I thought you didn't like the Sopranos. I don't. You know who gave this to me? Who? Chris Morales out in Los Angeles. Oh, yes. You know, because just because he was a Sopranos fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we worked together. So one Christmas, he bought me a Sopranos white robe. Wasn't he in the Sopranos? Yeah, he thinks he's in the Sopranos. He's like a lot of other Italian guys and guys who think they're cool. They dress up. They slick their hair back. <laughs> grease balls like that. And they all think, oh, yeah, man, Sopranos. See, now you can say that. Yeah, because yeah. I'm, I'm a grease ball, too. Right. Except I'm not a big Soprano fan because I despise mob movies. And I always have. Enough about that. But you're wearing that robe specifically for a reason. Am I looking for an endorsement from the Sopranos new movie? I'm not promoting the reboot. Or Old Spice. Or Old Spice. Yeah, Yeah, you saw it last night. Everybody was talking about it. It was one dude sitting at home. You remember that, Harry? Yeah. 
and he had a robe. He on. had a robe. Yeah, a that white, had to be that had to be a white robe. Yeah, the same exact robe, except he yeah. had Old Spice on. Right. Because we were all talking about what are the players going to be wearing, what are the coaches going to be wearing, how is the attire mm-hmm. going to be. Most uh, of them were, were very we, casual. Yeah. Sweats. Mm-hmm. They all had headphones on. Right. You know, and so nobody. The women were all dolled up, which sure. was nice. And then Roger Goodell. And by the way, it's not my style. <laughs> To rip the commissioner of the National Hockey uh, Hockey League. Well, yeah, him too. Yeah. <laughs> He's the <laughs> Although he might have had a better looking crib. Right. So you notice I, I was right. Remember we were taking prop bets on what would Goodell wear in his own basement up in New York? Yeah. He came out, no tie, open shirt. Yeah. But he had his sport coat on. And right. then you notice he did a wardrobe change like Cher. And then all of a sudden, he's wearing a pullover sweater (laughs) over his open shirt. Right. Ditched the jacket. Went casual. But I got to say, this guy makes a lot of money, Harry. I thought he was the shakiest of anything last night. He looked like he was high, first of all. (laughs) And then, and again, am I saying, uh, yeah, I could have done it. I'm going to say it. I could have done that draft better than Roger Goodell, and I would have done it for $500. Right. For a couple 500 bucks? I nah, had to get more. Would you have gone to Bronxville, New York, though? Which I would have done it was? from here. Yeah. Oh, yeah? I could have done it from here. And, oh, by the way, everybody was talking, what kind of basement do you think Roger Goodell has? It didn't look that fancy. Nah, no. no. Our basement, I bet, and people say he probably has wine collections. Yeah. I don't know whatever he did. Well, this our, our basement wine cellar studio blows away Roger Goodell's man cave, whatever the hell that thing's called. It did, but, I, but my my. Uh, th- thought is that his c- main crib is in Manhattan, and he probably has a fat pad in Manhattan. That's up in Westchester County, where his where he was. That's last where night. he lives. I know, but he probably has another place in Manhattan. You think I mean, so? Oh yeah, the guy makes forty some million a year. You're gonna have an apartment in Manhattan, and it's, it's gonna be fat. You're gonna live wherever the hell you want. Exactly. You're gonna have multiple places. Yeah, I mean that's that's. I- I'm telling you, you know, that was that was the biggest disappointment. I thought. The virtual stuff, I thought Trey Wingo and everybody involved did, they a, did good a good job. job. When you consider all the electronic stuff that Speaking had to go on. Speaking of Trey Wingo, though. Yes. Yeah. Except what his nose. What was going on? With his nose? I don't know. I thought he had the COVID or something. I looked, I looked up to see if there was anything on social media. There's like no maybe, snot or anything. No, it was just bright red. It, was, it looked like when I got hit with a uh, basketball in high school and I bro- <laughs> broke my nose. And all it the was blood like, vessels in yeah, there. Yeah. And it was just sort of, it was a little bit swollen and it was totally red. It looked like he just got whopped in the face. Yeah, I'll have to find out from Mike Golick or something. Yeah. Again, the guy does a great job. He did a good job. Although, you know, yeah. the mafia, he had the yeah. mafia jacket on. <laughs> was he trying to outdo Michael Irvin? Nobody know. outdresses no. Michael Irvin on draft night, Where baby. Where was the violin case? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those stripes were wide. They were far apart, man. Now, Sopranos, yes. Yeah. But, hey, listen. Who am I? I'm just another schmuck sitting at home watching this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I thought it was good. No, I thought it came off a lot no, better than I, I, I thought agree. it would. Yeah. I like the fact that the families were at home. I and did, too. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Because then you can go, and then, you know, and every single player had people that had a, had a camera in their mm-hmm. room. And I thought that was well done. I want to see the reactions. Although it seemed like the players were finding out after we found out. Did you notice? Mm-hmm. Because you're waiting, be a delay, and they, yeah. the commissioner makes the announcement, and then you're expecting the people to go crazy, and they're still sitting there like they didn't hear it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they must be on a delay. The delay. people at home must have been on a delay from what the, we heard or saw on the air last night. There were a couple times when um, when Trey Wingo was in. Now, l- look at the reaction uh, when they found out that he was picked by so-and-so, and you see them, they're just sitting there yeah. like, oh, Henry, that was a great reaction. <laughs> Henry Ruggs did not look excited to be drafted by the Raiders. Did you see him? Yeah, but he I was, think he was. He was just sort of sitting He's there the like, first Pro- receiver off the board. I know. How can he not be excited. Uh, hey, 
I'm just going by what I've – I'm making observations, Tony. But that's all that's we can all. do here, Harry. But maybe he didn't hear it yet. My point is, a lot of these people, you know, we were going crazy at home, or mm-hmm. the people who had the bets on it, but they, did, they, did, they didn't react until a couple of seconds later. Mm-hmm. So obviously, because I'm waiting for them to pick up a phone, well, a lot of these dudes were on a phone, especially the one dude who was there, and then the – Well, that's C.D. Lamb. C.D. Yeah. Lamb. Like, the girl <laughs> grabbed the phone away. You got to grab the phone away. From the side piece. You know what I'm saying? You had a little drama. You had some maybe yeah. baby mama drama going on Well, maybe on there, she too. was thinking it wasn't the commissioner. She was thinking it was somebody else. About, how about Mike Vrabel's setup? I'm still trying. I need an explanation. I do, too. Okay. I, I mean, Seriously. First of all, there's a guy on the can. You no, but it yes. wasn't a guy on the it can. It looked no. like a guy it was did. sitting on it the toilet with like the door was, ajar. It totally it, looked it like did, that. It did, but it wasn't. I, have, I did a forensic breakdown what? this morning. What? Because everybody was saying there's a guy taking a dump. <laughs> In the back room, while Mike Vrabel's sitting there with one guy, <laughs> so he had, <laughs> he had. I, I blew it up. Oh, I like opened it no. up. I'm like there was. He had def- the guy in one of those Frozone getups, you know, with the with the uniform. What is that? It's it's what they wear unitard. down in Nashville. It's a unitard. So the one guy, if you're looking at TV, said he was on the left. Mm-hmm. That's a Frozone, whatever the hell it is. What does that mean? It's what they do down there in Nashville. I don't know what the hell. And then the other dude had number fifty on, and he looked like he was a reject. From the Tiger King, because he had like a dyed blonde mullet on and a jersey with number 50 on it. And then here's the coach sitting at his desk. Right. And then in the back off to the left, it looks like a guy sitting on a can taking a dump. With the door ajar. But it wasn't. It was glass doors that were closed because I watched it. I, I, oh, yeah? I, I, I'd break this film down better than Brian Baldinger does doing a TCU game Frozone or a Texas is a, Tech game in the Big 12. Is a superhero who appears in the film The Incredibles. The Incredibles, that's right. Okay. Not, not, not Mr. Incredible, so not Mrs. Incredible. No, so it's nothing to do with Nashville. It's like it could be anywhere. And I watched both Incredibles, and I should have known that. Yeah. But I knew it was Frozone. <laughs> but then the guy who was presumably taking a dump was a guy wearing shorts in the other room because I watched that room. It was a glass door. Yeah. Nobody has glass doors on their bathrooms, Harry. Well, you never know. Huh? No, not, not when you've got a camera in there. Maybe not in Because Nashville. I saw other people walking around. <laughs> I'm sure some people in California hey, do. I saw people walking around in that same room. And so the one shot that everybody saw was a guy presumably looked like he was sitting on a toilet. Yeah. yeah it was because perfect. he was wearing shorts. He was dressed. Yeah, it looks so like wanna, he was wanna, reading on the toilet. Right now I'm debunking the rumor. That in Nashville, Tennessee, a guy was taking a dump. And by the way, did you see what also, also thing Mike Fable did? What's that? He spit out tobacco into a pa- into a styrofoam cup. Well, of course. During that, Ew. I mean that's what you do. You're so dipping, it, it, man. There were so many things going on in that one scene. <laughs> First of all, he lips it out, as you know, Harry, yeah. someone who used to do the dip, yeah, right? Used to. When you, you got it on your lip and it's going to stick on there and you got to lip it out mm-hmm. and you can't spit it out now because you can't because he has there's kids around. Right, right. None of these people had masks on. All their families, their kids are crawling all over the place. You yeah, want to I mean, talk about a coronavirus debacle? There's the shot. Right there's there. the frozone guy. There's the dude that looks like he's on the can. But he's back not. Here. Look, there's a glass door. It's closed. So it's a reflection, is what you're saying. You, I think it's a reflection coming yes. from in here. Yeah, it's somebody yeah. in behind. And yeah. there are way too many people in there. People <laughs> rip us because we have five people in our studio. Right. These people had like 50 people in some of these homes. It's a good thing I'm not one of these self-righteous jerks who would have called the cops and had those places raided. But right, Cliff, <laughs> <laughs> Matt Grover, FTF, says, Cliff Kingsbury's house 
proves that he and Ryan Gosling are the same person. Uh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's a good uh, That's the good kind point. of house Ryan Gosling would have. Yeah. Right? How can he be there alone without chicks all over that well, place? Well, Holly Saunders used to hang there. Now she's with Vegas Dave. I know. It's an outrage. I don't, I don't get it, Harry. I don't either. I don't get it. Dolphins, Green Bay Packers, the Cowboys, the Eagles. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. And uh, it was an offensive type of tackle kind of night last night, Harry. I'm, we'll break I'm, it down. I'm saying you're wrong, Tony. That person is not on a toilet, Robin. That is a reflection off of glass. That is a glass hutch, and that is a reflection. Yeah, the person isn't behind the woman who's sitting on the little. No, puck. she's not. He's he's. He's like over here. He's like in front yeah. of him, and that is a reflection. And he didn't. And those are shorts around his ankles. That's what I thought. He doesn't know that he's being reflected. Exactly. In other words, why would a guy? Why would there be a toilet in the middle of a living room? Hey, man, it's not. It's, not. it's, it's like in a like down room. the hallway a little bit, around the corner. All right, we got a break here. I have to further. He I like, have to watch. Go back and watch it again in slow motion. I got a Zapruder film this. He like you know does what you do when you're watching a game and you don't want to miss a play. You got to go to the bathroom. You leave the door open. He's on the phone and he's not taking a dump. I stand by that. 215-462-TONY is a toll-free number. <laughs> We're coming right back. Okay, we are looking, we are dissecting this on Twitch right now. Because watch, if you see it, there's a person in front of him. You see there's a, a shirt sleeve. That guy next to him is moving. There are people moving in that shot. When you watch it, you watch the video. That's a still shot. Why would somebody be taking a dump with a guy standing next to him in the bathroom? So you're saying that that this, what I'm showing, can you see my... Yes, that is a person. That's because a person right there? Because when I watched right the video of that, there are people walking around. How many people do you know when they go into the bathroom on draft night in the war room of the head coach <laughs> who's spitting chew into a styrofoam cup hey, with a couple of slapdicks standing next to him on either side? No, exactly. And here's the thing. This got, is you like got, you got, uh, this is his family. Joe Exotic on one side and Frozo on the other side and some chick on a, on a futon. But this is, and the guy's taking a dump right in front of her? They're in their own home. I know. It's a bad it's a really step bad. in your uh, rinse and repeat, as I like to call it. It looks like it's a big flag that they just folded over a... It's an outrage, a, man. Yeah. I know there is kids. I'm joking. See, these are his kids. They're in their dicks. own home. They're probably just used to, like, walking around. <laughs> They're used to walking around in whatever they want and going to the bathroom, leaving the door open, just like you do when you're at home, Tony, and nobody else is around. So the, he, he probably just wasn't even thinking. He's like, oh, that's in the other room. He just had to go really bad, and boom, there you go. Would you let your kids dress like that if you were hosting no, a draft no. and the entire nation's watching? I wouldn't let my kid dress like that, period. Well, listen, they're, they're grown-ups. They're not like five-year-olds. Did you see what's his name had kids? Who's the one guy who had like fifteen kids all over him? Here's the video right down here in the corner. All right, play the video. Let's go to the tape. Well, I can't play it. Where the video is? It's on Barstool. Ran. I think Barstool had the video. Everybody had the video, but then everybody see. There's a freeze frame right there. Now watch the movement in there. Watch the movement. Hold on, let me. Not the the bow movement. Okay, here. This is the guy doing the frozone thing. Although he's got a little girth in the middle. I can't believe he's not in shape for a teenage kid if he's a son. Okay, so that's... Now watch the guy in the corner. I'm trying to find... Hold on. I'm trying to find the video. So it's actually on Barstool. 
It's on all over the place, but you have to watch the video. I have to They're go. not the only people that had it. They were recording. Okay. I was watching it, but I wasn't recording it. Aren't you hot in that thing, Tony? No, I like it. It's comfortable. I like the, I like the feel of uh, velour, crushed velour. Velour. No, I'm not going to wear it. Uh, at. Okay. I saw the gimp. <laughs> I am not finding the video. If you have it, can you send it to me real quick? Who me? No, Harry. Huh? The the yeah. video portion well, of Frozone it. Frozone is the guy that the uh, the black dude. And I danced with those guys at Disney. Remember, I danced with all the Incredibles. Because Mrs. Incredible had a great ass. Oh, she did. Great ass. Tebow's Pretzel says, if Harry had a draft room, you'd only see the Lima every 15 minutes to bring him a vodka crayon. Uh, yeah, that's about right. Okay, here. I think maybe <laughs> maybe I did find it. Did I find it now? <laughs> here it is. Here's the video. What on earth is my... Th what site yeah. is this? This is USA Today. Yeah, let me see if it... Darren Ravel's tweet that I had it. Reverend Pump. No, that's not a... Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. Ah, oh, yes. I'm mad that I on because, I, you know, he was the character in The Incredibles who was played by Samuel L. Jackson, the brother. Okay. He was the brother Incredible. I don't know any of this. And then you have Mrs. Incredible. Tiny waist, great butt. Yeah. I danced with them at, Disney, at Walt Disney World. Remember, oh, yeah. Robin? I went out there and danced with the entire Incredible family. Well, who was she? What's her name? Who? Mrs. Mrs. Inc yeah. Mrs. Incredible. No, but I mean the actress. It was somebody in a oh, suit. Oh, okay. I want to say it was Holly Hunter that did the voice. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, no, but the person at Disneyland or Disney World was in a suit. It was somebody dressed in an Incredible suit. Oh, all right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It was so pretty it's, incredible. It's an animated movie. Yeah, Is that exactly. what you're saying? Oh. But then they have the lifelike characters that dress up and go to Disneyland gotcha. and pimp the movie and then dance with kids and grown old men like me who go out there and have a couple of pops and then hang out with people at Walt Disney World in the middle, right there in the Tomorrowland. They have a DJ get up there, they crank mm -hmm. up the bass, and you get we out there and You're rocking it, Harry. Look exactly. at this line at the Wine and Spirits store as we speak somewhere in Pennsylvania. Well, what do, I, what do you want me to tell you, Harry? No, I'm just saying. It's the weekend. It's the freaking weekend. I'm about to have me some fun. A AJ <laughs> says he should have brought his damn headphones. Then he could listen to the show while he's waiting in line. Oh, is he in the line? So he sent that picture yeah. from the line? Yeah. Oh, this is actual live. Is there anybody taking a dump on the, in the bush right next to the <laughs> There's a reflection spirit? on the front glass. <laughs> Are people throwing their disposable gloves right outside like they do everywhere else? I don't know. Possibly. So who sent that picture? Uh, AJ. Which one? At Hubba underscore Hubba okay. on Twitter. And is that live? That is a, that's, that's a live great. shot. So at this ago. hour, people are standing outside. Yep. <laughs> Tony throws up on the people mover. No, I don't. Come on, man. <laughs> does, Miss, does Mrs. Incredible twerk? No, but she has. You know what she has, Harry? A great.
Raiders. <laughs> you know, we didn't even mention in the Titans, the, uh, in Mike Vrabel's war room, the guy that was wearing the mullet and the bleach blonde That's hair. That's what I said. Yeah. I said that guy's doing a, a Joe Exotic Joe impersonation. Exotic. Hello, are all... you listening, Robin? He, Again, here we go. He had all sorts of things going on. Now, is he still dating? Uh, Holly Saunders. Well, I, all I know is she's t- running around with Vegas Dave all and over Vegas the place. Vegas Dave is a schlub. Oh, he's all a due respect. Yeah, he's a, he's a How would you leave Cliff Kingsbury if you're Holly Saunders? Again, I don't tell people who yeah. to like and not like. But you're Cliff. You got that. You got that crib out in in Scottsdale. I think it's more of a reflection on her. Wow, what happened yeah, to her? I don't know, man. Wow. Yeah, Jerry Jones Yato. Oh. That was sweet, man. Yeah. You know, as a guy, as a captain myself, mm-hmm. as a man who's been on many big vessels, as a man who's been on with some of the greatest captains on earth, Harry. Mm-hmm. Except Captain Morgan, because I'm not a big rum guy. But anyway, let's get it back to the draft, Harry. <laughs> well, I thought a, a lot of stuff was interesting last night. I mean, first of all, with the Giants taking Andrew Thomas yep. instead of Wilfs. That was a shock to yes. me. Because you know what I always say, because you know who's a great friend of the show. Kirk Ferentz. Kirk Ferentz, yeah. the coach of Iowa. You never go wrong when you draft a big, one of those big, corn-fed Iowa boys. Mm-hmm. They don't even have to be from Iowa. Anywhere up there in, the, in, in flyover country. Illinois, yeah. Nebraska, exactly. you name it. All them big. Wisconsin gets them, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's what I'm yeah. talking about. I'm talking about that right. part, the, farm, the, the, the heartland. Yeah. Those boys are big, and they can block. And, and then, you can't go wrong with an Iowa offensive lineman. And, they, and, and why Iowa had a defensive lineman drafted in the first round, too. Oh, they, they did. They got another one coming up here in the second round, too. It's going to be a stud. But uh, then Matt Rule had the choice of Derek Brown or Isaiah Simmons. Mm-hmm. You basically couldn't go wrong. Exactly. I thought he'd take Simmons. He took Brown. So Simmons falls to Arizona. I mean, that player, that if you're a defensive coordinator, you've got to be just salivating. Oh, yeah. You, know, to, you could put that guy all over the field. You know, the one thing we saw – this year in the draft, and it did happen at the very end. Mm-hmm. The running back position. Andy Reid. Yep. Yeah. The running back position, not highly coveted. I this thought year he'd take Swift, and he took Edwards Alaire from LSU. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously LSU and Ohio State. Oh, oh Clemson. Man, Clemson. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Alabama. It's the same, you know, Oklahoma. It's the same five or six teams. And, you know, back in the day when you would take players from certain schools, they, didn't, they weren't automatically guaranteed to mm-hmm. be studs. But now, when you see these kids playing on set, they're like pro players playing at the college level. They're ready to play. When they come out, linemen, defensive linemen, offensive linemen. Yeah. You know, quarterbacks are still a question mark because they can look good in college and then they come into the pros and it's a whole different ball game, the speed of the game. But when you see de- defensive backs covering, I'll tell you what, man, everybody was talking about the Detroit Lions trading out of that spot. They got a great player. Oh, they did. That kid's incredible, man. Yeah, he is. He is going to be good. And they lost, you know, Darius Slay. And it fills a need, a big-time yeah, need. And yeah, and he could play multiple positions. Yep. He can tackle. I mean, that's one thing about defensive backs. When you see kids in college, you know, they may, be, they may have great speed. Mm-hmm. They may be able to cover. They may be able to come in every once in a while in a blitz. But a lot of these guys can't tackle. We're what? talking about fundamentally. This kid's Some of fundament- them want no part of it. Exactly you know what I mean? Right. Like, like- <laughs> No, he is yeah. definitely, yeah, he's, definitely he's legit. And then Bruce Arians makes a move up one on the board because he wants to get Wil- – Wilfs is falling. Yeah. And it's like, look, I'm going to go get Tom Brady, somebody to help protect him. Yep. I, he might have – he got one of the best players in the draft. Absolutely. At 13. I agree. Yeah. And, again, you know, here in Philadelphia, it doesn't – and because of the 
the general manager's track record of drafting receivers in the first round. That's why there's all kinds. I would probably say next, although I don't think Giant fans are that angry, they're a little ticked off because there were guys there that were rated above mm-hmm. on the offensive line, and there were a lot of great offensive linemen in this draft. Yeah, I think Thomas might have been, what, maybe the third or fourth rated guy? At yeah, it the depends position. on who's born. But, yeah. but you look at it. Five of the first 18 picks, Harry, five of the first 18 picks were offensive tackles. Mm-hmm. Four of them were taken by teams who were interested in Trent Williams. Oh. So Trent Williams is still sitting there. Yeah. He's got a situation in Washington with the Redskins, and you got all these young guys coming in, and where does this put his value right now? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean Red- when these guys are being ta- – let's go to a man who understands this as much as anybody else, which is pretty much nothing. I'm just kidding. It is the great Seth Everett. Seth? My boys, how are you? Good. What's up, Dave, Seth? Dave Gettleman. I, you know, are you ripping him about the mask or about the draft pick? If you were no, the mask, the mask, you know, scared people because they thought he had it, and you know, he has some autoimmune systems. Exactly. Issues. I don't blame him for doing it. And look, you know, my story was going to be that I was going to tell you guys is about Adam Gase because now I'm covering the Jets these days, and I haven't met Adam Gase yet because we've been in quarantine since it happened. Mm-hmm. And, I didn't but, even see his setup last night. Where the hell was he? No, but he was at a house, and we, two years ago, renovated our upstairs, and the contractor that did it did Adam Gase's house. Oh. So this is where my brain is at. All I did was texted the contractor, and I said, man, your handiwork's right on ESPN. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, who was the one guy that had his walls blown out and uh... – it was a nice setup, but I didn't think the work was that good. I could have done it for half that. Well, the, the thing was trending on Twitter yesterday was, would Roger Goodell be wearing pants? That was the question. No, the question I had, would he wear a tie? And I said, no, he's going to go open collar. No, but you notice he changed? Yeah, right. he went into the sweater. He had a wardrobe change. He saw Harry wears a sweater vest every day. Fleece. Uh, fleece, yes. Fleece. Here's the question. Did he run upstairs to change, or did someone bring it to him? I don't Big know, but question. somebody brought I, I, it. I ripped him earlier, Seth, and you know I'm not one that does that kind of stuff. But how did he botch the the reboot and the mulligan that was given to uh, to Vegas? Was it like a surprise to him? Yeah, he said the wrong. No, yeah, we all make mistakes. Yeah, you know, but know. this isn't like this is the guy who's the, one of the highest paid executives in the country, and he says, "Hey, Las Vegas, we didn't forget you. We're going to give you a mulligan, and you're going to host the 2020 draft." Now, listen, we all slip and make the – but he never even – like, didn't somebody get in his ear? The same person who's telling him, hey, you know, you're on camera now? It's going to be well, the 2022 Well, maybe the guy that draft, was in right? his ear is the same guy who ran the horse broadcast that couldn't figure out hardwired internet. Yeah, maybe he, got, he was getting bad information, maybe. It's an maybe. outrage. No? But it's going to be 2022. It's not next year. It's not 2021. Next year's Cleveland, I think, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's going to be 2022. Vegas will get the NFL draft. And that was one of the stories that was actually newsworthy during the draft, other than the picks, obviously, which was certainly newsworthy. So Adam Gaze, the Jets, was Adam Gaze, you, you didn't see him, were his eyes popping out of his head when you <laughs> well, saw that's him? that's why I want to meet him. So I took this gig, and then the quarantine started. So I have not been there. You know, I have a 20-year relationship with the franchise. I met my wife because of the franchise. Because of the I, Jets? Yeah, we were, I met her in the press box at the old Giants Stadium. Wait a minute, man. I don't know if I have to give you one of those already today now. Do we? No, I mean, it's 20 years ago. I mean, it's, it's lasted a long time. No, I'm not, I'm not ripping his wife. It's the a fact good relationship. It is a good relationship. But, hey, you know what? You never know where you're going to find the, that, that one. That's right. Even in a press box amongst weaselly reporters. 
Well, there's those Weasley reporters. She was 23 and blonde and came over to me because I had a Syracuse shirt on and looked at me, and those guys said, get it out of their head, you got no shot. And I, I'm not going to do it on the air, but I'll give, Tony, if you want, I'll give you the names because you know all those reporters. Well, I don't they, need names. They, Are they, they all Syracuse said, guys? Because that's pretty much who's in no, all the media press boxes now. No, New York media guys were like, you got no shot. Don't even try. And I literally got her phone number just for spite. Well, let me give you a roaring round of yeah, applause instead. That's what he needs. Yeah. Normally, when I see somebody wearing a Syracuse sweatshirt, I get as far away as I can. Even Andrew, even Andrew Siciliano, my former partner, I don't want to be around right. him sometimes. That's my boy. Right, he's my boy, too, man. He graduated with me. You went the same year? Yeah, 96. We're, 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 yeah, he's one of my dearest friends. Now, I am wearing a robe today, and people are like, why is Tony wearing a white robe with the Sopranos? Oh, because of that player? Exactly, yeah. that player. Come yeah, on, man. Yeah, which, which player was it? Because I forget. I oh, lost track. I know two. Rugs, Rugs, was Rugs, it? Rugs, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, the kid from Alabama, the first receiver taken. Yeah. By yeah. the Raiders, that kid? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, Henry Ruggs. Henry know, Ruggs the third. I know Tua got up, and he showed the inside of his coat. He had yeah, some he had kind Alabama of design stuff and in stuff yeah. in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there it is, Rogue, Ruggs. Robe-clad right. Ruggs. And by the way, for people who think it was Old Spice promoted it, but Old Spice put up money for a cause to, to benefit all 32 teams. So it wasn't like his personal endorsement deal. Mm -hmm. Because remember, we saw Buffalo Wild Wings. At Joe Burrow's Burrow, house, yeah. Joe Burrow had Buffalo Wild Wings. And then who was the other guy that had an endorsement deal? Somebody else had an endorsement deal with, uh, oh, Gillette. One of the players had a deal with Gillette. And they did a video. Nobody was doing sponsorships now. Oh, yeah. I mean, these guys are already pros. They got agents. Their agents were all hanging out in their homes. Did you see them? Gillette was Mims, and he didn't get selected I yet. I know. Yeah, That's Denzel right. Mims. Denzel Mims from, yeah. uh, from Baylor, from Baylor, who's going to be selected today. There's, there's Old Spice, and they got Sopranos. You make the call, Harry. Old Spice or Sopranos, which, which one of the robes? I got to go to Sopranos. Exactly, man. Yeah. You know how much I can get for this right now on the open market? And it was to call attention to the company's $320,000 donation yes. to United Way on behalf of the rookies from all 32 NFL teams. Yeah, so, so a good that's, that is. That's a nice deal. You know, and I don't care if these guys get endorsements. You know, many of the colleges they go to, the smaller ones, they're not getting paid like the guys who go to the big college, like the Alabama mm -hmm. guys. Yeah. They don't have to worry about anything. The Ohio State guys, they don't have to worry about it. Seth Everett joins us now. So are you going to be there for rounds two and three tonight, Seth? Uh, in my quarantine? Yeah, sure, I'll be there. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird, it's compromised, and I understand, but all I'm thinking about are the people who are dealing with clinical depression and mental illness that are stuck in their homes and no sports. Mm -hmm. This is a night of entertainment, so they did a great job. By the way, I have breaking news on the Cliff Clinsbury's. Cliff Kingsbury front. Yeah. He bought that home in Arizona a year ago. Guess what the actual retail price is? Uh, now, have you seen that? It's got a big fire pit where the pool is outside. Columns. Three and a half million. No, 4.45 million. This okay. is Scottsdale. Four and a half. Well, three and a half. That house in L.A. would be $15 million. Oh, yeah. Dollars. yeah. And Arizona, Scottsdale ain't exactly cheap real estate either. That's a hell of a deal right there, man. Why didn't I see that house? It's an outrage. I'm sorry, I had to get that update from uh, from Darren well, Ravel. Seth, what do, what do the Jets have tonight? They, how many picks? Do they have any picks in the second round? And if they, they do, they have one in the second and two in the third. 
Okay, so possibility of three players. Who do, who do you think they have their eyes on? If they have to come, come away with one guy, it's who do you wide think receiver. it is? It's wide, wide receiver. They wanted a wide receiver in the first, but they knew that if any one of the four offensive linemen were available, they were taking him. So Beckton fell in their lap because yeah. he had a drug test flagged, and two teams bailed on him, and they're dumb because the guy's a mountain. Yeah. And, and now they're going to get their wide receiver, and I think they like that kid Claypool from Notre Dame, and they're on their way. And then they'll get another offensive lineman in the third round, and then they'll start to look at defensive line. You know, they flirted with Clowney, mm-hmm. and I don't think they want to do it. And what they're hoping is that they can find another defensive line because, you know, they traded Leonard Williams, so that's gonna, that was a strength last year, and I think it's not going to be a strength this year. We're talking draft, New York, New Jersey, Tri-State, Metropolitan, Connecticut, Chevy dealers yeah, I think bringing the, you uh, Seth Everett. I think the Jets got the better offensive lineman than the Giants. Yeah, I mean, that's what Personally. people, you know, people were criticizing. the guy the Jets were supposed to get stuck with. That right. was the rumor was that at 11, you're getting stuck with Thomas. And the, the fact that it's the Giants just makes me laugh because <laughs> that turns into Capo Caco and, uh, you know, Nico Heeshear and Jack Hughes. That's a Say that reference. fast five times. <laughs> Capo Caco, I love that name. I had some of that the other night. It's keto yeah. friendly too. That's the best he's part. The, Robin had the, the rest. And that's yeah. what we have in common. We both, we all, all three of us hate the Rangers. Right. So we're good. I don't hate the Rangers. I just don't. I do. Them. I hate the Rangers. Yeah. I hate the Flyers too, but I hate the Rangers more. Do you hate the Devils? No, you're a Devils fan. No, I'm right? a Devils guy. I hate to do it to you, man. I got to give you <laughs> one of those. <laughs> he lives in North Jersey. What do you mean? Why do you have to root for the Devils? I moved here the same day they did. So you have to root for them. I moved to L.A. I didn't become a Laker fan. Wait, I was eight years old. Of course I became a Devils fan. <laughs> oh, you're that guy. <laughs> hey, you know, he grew up with Martin Brodeur, man. The so did I. Of time. Greatest on. of all time. Greatest of all time. Come on, man. Martin Brodeur is the greatest of all time. Oh, you can argue it, but... No, come on, man. Please. <laughs> He's lo- cleaning the screen, and he's to. hitting the bike. I was an accident. <laughs> Seth, it's always great to talk to you, man. Stay safe up there in North Jersey. You know, that's, that's the epicenter. New yeah. York, yes. Northern yeah. New Jersey and New York City. Yeah, we, need, yeah we're, we have a guy across the street has it, three houses down, a husband and a wife have it, and we are walking distance from a hospital that has 680 cases. We are taking this very seriously. Yeah, be careful. Just don't run into Chris Cuomo riding a bike out there, right? Don't ride out there because you could get into a fist fight with the guy, and I don't want to see that happen, man. Why would Chris Cuomo be in North He's in the Hamptons. I know. I'm joking. It's a joke. okay. That's the guy you went with? Well, I can't (laughs) think of anybody else who's been I was going to say, don't walk near Adam Gase and have him gaze at you. Does he live in North Jersey? Yes, he does. Uh, We just told you the contractor story. I know, but still, that's just a rental. It's like Gettleman. You think he lived in that house longer than six months? Did you see I, that joint? <laughs> you rent. When you live in the New York, when you live in the New York, New Jersey area, you rent. You don't buy. Mm. Especially if you're a coach for the New York Giants or the New York Jets. <laughs> hey, Seth, always great to talk to you, man. Thanks for checking in, brother. See you guys. Stay see you, Seth. The great Seth Everett joining us from Northern New Jersey, and that is, man, it's it's sad up there. And thanks for hosting um, our Twitch show on his channel. Oh, is it, we're doing a Twitch switch? Yeah, he's hosting us right Beautiful, now, so man. we appreciate what, it. What, is he doing a show on Twitch right now, Absolutely. too? Absolutely. Yes, the great Seth Everett. Come on, man. God. He's everywhere. Yes, he is. Uh, there's a great cigar shop near the Devils. You know who owns the Devils. That's why I'm not a Devil fan. The well, Sixers owners. Sure. Joshua Same guys Harris. Joshua yeah. Harris and, and Michael group, Rubin yeah. and those guys. Mm-hmm. How can I root for the Devils? Scott Stevens? 
You serious right they now? All, he was a great player. But, oh, yeah. You know, he's one of those guys that everybody hated they unless also, he was on their team. They also own Crystal Palace in, over in England, the That's soccer great team. Great soccer knowledge yeah. right there. Huh? Meanwhile, here in Philadelphia, it's the epicenter of hate, Harry. Now, we haven't really discussed this a lot. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on the pick? Because last night we're seeing Jalen Rager? Yeah. Yeah. Now, you watch his video, mm-hmm. and I watched the tape that they put together on this channel called Stadium, mm-hmm. and they put together highlights from kids and diff- all different players with right. different games. One of the games had our good buddy Brian Baldinger was doing the color because he does uh, he does a lot of Big 12 Big games. Big 12 yeah. games. Obviously, Tim Brando does Big 12 games. Because so of Fox. Him, you're yeah. seeing him in, you know, against Oklahoma. So you can see him against some like really bad teams. Sure. I, think there was, I think the game Baldy was doing was like uh, a school I never even heard of. So they play bad. They play smaller colleges too, mm-hmm. Texas Tech and TCU. Those schools they play a tough schedule. The Big Twelve, and while the Big Twelve is not, you know, considered as good as the SEC. Well, defensively, it, it gets a bad. It gets a, a knock because everybody's everybody's wide open in the Big Twelve. Well, so that's the, the have, knock. Have you seen the uh, the, the Pac twelve? Well, yeah, I don't really watch the Pac. The Pac twelve guys are wide open, and then you take guys like J.J. Arthago Whiteside, thinking he's going to beat everybody in the NFL, and he can't catch the damn ball and can't get anything close to him. That's Howie. See, the, 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 the problem is is that Howie's track record of drafting wide receivers is not good. You're absolutely right. So and, and immediately. So and listen, there's nothing wrong with the fan base second-guessing because mm-hmm. that's what fans do. See, now, if they would have taken that guy, Rager, if Jefferson was off the board, I think people would be a lot more comfortable with right. it. But the fact that Jefferson was sitting there for the taking, and he's a guy who would, would, would have been a much safer pick. But he plays slot generally, and I think they they wanted a home run hitter they could put on the outside to make big plays. And he can also return punts, right? And he's spectacular. By the way, everybody's talking about he can't catch because he had drops last year. And I watched the video. He of dropped him. about nine point eight percent of his. Pa- of Did you see the quarterback time. who was throwing? He was to terrible. Him? I mean, he was. He yeah, had, he had wide he, open, multiple games, including against Oklahoma. He was wide open, and so the year before that, because I have his numbers. 72 catches, 1,061 yards, nine touchdowns in 2018. Last year with a horrible quarterback, 611 yards, 43 catches, five touchdowns. Mm -hmm. And then he had some drops. He had a fumble punt, too, which he picked up in return for a touchdown, a la Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, he's got home run hitting ability. Yeah, and so when people talk about his 40 speed, his 4.7. It was 4.7, but they say he's better in pads. He's quicker on the field when he's in uniform. I know a couple of women like that, but, you know, hey, you you got to be – you have to have the versatility. You know what I'm saying? Look, I don't hate the pick. I don't hate the pick either. If it was me, I would have taken Jefferson, but I'm not Howie Roseman. But you know what the argument there? Slot receiver. Yeah, How many more slot receivers right. do you need to draft? Well, they lost Aguilar. Unlike Aguilar. Yeah. To me, if you're a receiver, you can line up anywhere. Mm. This whole, he's got to play in the slot. Did he just play in it? Now, Jefferson did play 98% of his snap in the slot. Right, at LSU. Exactly. And he's super productive. He catches anything close to him. I agree. He's phenomenal. And he's 6'3". You know? You can't teach height, Harry. These are our draft breakdowns you're not getting anywhere else. Not even Mel Kuyper Jr. is giving you that. I'm, I just retweeted a tweet from Bren Burroughs. This, I missed this last night. You are going to laugh your ass off. Well, hold it right All there right. when we come back. We'll take your calls. 215-462-TONY. You call right now. Any kind of draft questions you have. You want to know who's going to be the 88th pick? We have the answers for you right here. Tony and Harry, Miss Robin, the whole gang. It's Friday. 
Yes, we're going to pour a couple of uh, cold ones later on. And maybe some vodka, too. Stick around for that. Look at it. Where's the tree? Thanks to my brother-in-law at JG78. Check out this gem. Is that a dude with a shirt? Wait. So somebody posted a meme of a dead porn star? Oh, in Oh, no freaking way. Yeah, how did they pick out the 12 people that were supposed to be in those boxes? Now, who, who just posted that? <laughs> Who just posted that? At Bren Burroughs. I retweeted it. I just retweeted okay. it. Okay. I want to see that. Because, you know, the saddest one was the one that somebody caught the picture of the Charger fans, and they couldn't find couldn't enough people to fill 12 yeah. boxes. That's sad. Wow. Yeah. Seth was good. Yeah, he's, he's good. always good. You know, so, yeah, I just saw that he hosted, so I just contacted him. <laughs> I'm like, hey, come on. Come on the show. Tim Brando got back to you, by the way. He did? He was out doing honeydew lists for his wife. Uh, he goes, he goes, 40 years of marriage, man. I got to do what she asked me to do. So he's outside. Did you still want to try to get him on? Well, or not, well now we're, if we're, we can get him on like now, but. But it would only be for five minutes. Do you, let's yeah, just let's, let's hold him over. We can get him on next week when we we'll break it down. Okay. When we do our full report cards. We only have partial report cards right now. Was that Embiid playing with kids? Uh, oh, that's House of Highlight stuff. Yeah. Sorry. He's been out of he's been out of prison. I think they let him out a couple weeks ago, yeah. didn't they? Oh, they left. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, my goodness gracious. It is It is just all there and hanging out, isn't it? Can I show that? Wardy Jobert, better known as Wood. <laughs> Was anybody really paying attention? There were 12, peep, there were 12 oh, screens no, behind the commissioner. That is fantastic. Wow. Not Rudy Gobert. He did go off. Yeah, but everybody goes off against WVU. That was I don't the, know the about that. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> New story. Who will the Bengals take with the first pick tonight, Harry, in round two? I don't know. Um, How about uh, that? Perhaps uh, that Espin Espinese or whatever, the, uh, Iowa, the Iowa defensive lineman, maybe? I don't, well, the best available, supposedly, according to Mel Kuyper, is X McKinney. Oh, from, the, from Alabama, the yeah. safety. Yeah, 201-pound yeah, safety. Welcome back to 
The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. I'm right, getting a lot of feedback all over the place on Twitter in the speakers that were a little loud. Maybe you caught that. And also uh, on the Twitch stream. Well, everybody following us on Twitch, they're, they're very, very active on Twitch today, Harry. Oh, yeah. That's good, though. It is good. People, Xavier McKinney, we're talking about with the first pick tonight in round two of the NFL draft. They always have, you know, the best available. And I got to give uh, all the draft experts credit last night mm -hmm. because, you know, they put up the players' names. And a lot of times, like, the guy comes out of nowhere. Now, like, the guy the Giants picked, he didn't come out of nowhere. Everybody no. knew who the top offensive linemen were. The question was, was he the best offensive lineman available at that spot? And that could be debated. Well, that that's sort of was debated last year with Gettleman about value. You know, right. it's, it's like, could you have gotten this same player later kind of thing? Exactly. So. And then you had the kid from uh, the kid from Camden who got drafted at the center position. Oh, from night. Michigan. Yes, yeah, the yeah, Michigan yeah. center. He went to Caesar. New Orleans, I believe. The Saints yeah. took him. Absolutely. Yeah. Great pick. Mm -hmm. Another great. I mean, the other, th the other thing that's great about the draft is that you see the, the real stories of what these kids do, what they went through. Some of them were really sad. Oh, yeah. like, like last night, there must have been like three or four in a row, which were like almost tearjerkers. Yeah, I'm like, like that. enough of this. Yeah, Cesar Ruiz Where the mother kid. just passed oh, away. Yeah. Sister who had the anemia and the blood transfusion. And, and died, and, and, and then he names his daughter after his sister. Yeah, no, those, those are the, that, that's just to show you that these are human beings. Yeah. You know, we look at them as athletes, and you know I'm going to have him in my fantasy And they're going to make millions of dollars. Right, you but know. You know, the, the, the Ruiz the kid. kid that was homeless. Yeah. yeah, for a long Caesar time. Caesar Ruiz Oof. and his dad. Remember his dad rolled on the floor after he was picked, mm -hmm. the one kid, <laughs> yeah. in that living room. Man. That's what I like to see. Yeah, the I family just goes yes. crazy. Exactly. Yeah. You know, maybe they should stop doing these. They should do the draft like this every year, yeah, Harry. That's what I'm saying. I like it. It was actually, it, it went and off I, without a hitch, really. Because normally, when they're there, they can only bring maybe their mother or dad. And they're not all there. A lot of them right. don't go. Mm -hmm. They just take like the, the, except the one thing that they did change is the Heisman. Remember, they used to have like eight people there, yeah. and everybody knew that seven of them had no shot, right? and they had to sit there knowing they were going to not have Now they no whittle shot. it down to three or four. Yeah, they take know, like yeah. three, and then yeah. last year, I think they only had two guys there. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that the, the, the kid from the Cesar Ruiz, he, uh, he grew up in Camden, New Jersey, if I'm mm -hmm. not mistaken, and he's yeah. the center at Michigan who did a great job with the, the, the hombres. Michigan Wolverines. Now, there might be a center taken tonight. In fact, I think he will get taken tonight in the second or third round from Temple. Matt Hennessy and the Eagles. That would be a nice pick for them. Jason Kelsey getting older? Well, that's what, I mean, this is his last year, I think, Kelsey. Well, that's what they all say. Well. And so, you know, Cincinnati right now, you're looking at positions of need. You look at the guy out there that we're talking about that they supposedly the best available – He's a safety or a defensive back. But then you got another big guy from who's a, the best fit, which is a 6'6", 311-pound guy from uh, Boise State University. Oh, the offensive Ezra, tackle. Ezra Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Ezra Cleveland is out there. Right. And so it's amazing how the world changes. Remember, running backs used to be, we got to get a running back. And some years there's a lot of running backs. Yeah. But you're seeing more and more teams reluctant to use a first-round pick on a running back. No, I know. Last night, only one guy, the last player picked, one of the last players, Edward and it was Dallaire. Andy Reid's guy. Yeah, Yeah. now Swift will get taken early tonight. Dobbins from Ohio State. Mm -hmm. The kid, Antoine Winfield Jr. from Minnesota, is a hell of a player. He's another safety yep. that, that'll go sometime tonight. 
Uh, Gross Matos from Penn State and Epinesa are the two defensive ends from the Big Ten, Iowa and Penn State. They'll go tonight, too. Early. Let's go to a man who knows his football and probably knows more about the draft than, uh, than Daniel Jeremiah. It's Jeff, better known as Play Action Real out there. Jeff, what's going on? How did your mock draft turn out? What up, Tony? What, what up? up, Harry? What's going on? Hey, what up, Miss Robin? What, it's not what up Wednesday, man. What it's, up, what it's, up? Uh, <laughs> it's a football Friday. Hey, nobody knows what day it is, Tony. Well, you're right seriously. about that. I know yeah. it's Friday. <laughs> I can feel it. You know, it's, I'm in Arizona. I'm like the only Texans fan that exists. So, like, everybody looks at me like, what is your team doing? And I just hang my head. And I think now they're just – they just feel bad for me. They people at work are getting buying me drinks and like, hey, we're, we're so sorry, Hopkins is gone. And <laughs> so that's what I'm dealing with. We got nobody in the first round. We picked. We got the 40th pick. I'm surprised O'Brien didn't even trade it away. Well, they so extended their left with. tackle uh, yes. today, right? Yeah, Tunsil got yeah. Tunsil just got yeah. up for three more years and is now the highest paid lineman in the National Football League history. So Jeremy Tunsil, they had to pay him. You know, and as I mentioned earlier, the situation with the Redskins, and they got an offensive lineman who mm-hmm. wants to hold out and wants to get paid, and nobody has made a move to even try to get him as a veteran guy who's supposed to be one of the best, right? Do you think Tunsil's celebrating with one of those bongs today? He better be happy. <laughs> yeah. He better have a bong rip out there. Is that uh, how they extended him? They got yeah. him a new bong, bong mask? Uh, what do they call that, a mask? I, I don't know what that's called. <laughs> that was unbelievable. He was into masks before we all had to wear them, Harry. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so have you been to Cliff Kingsbury's pad out there in Scottsdale, man? He needed some company. If I was out there, if I was in Scottsdale, I would have uh, I would have been hanging out in the living room. I would have been 20 feet away from him and wouldn't have bothered him at all. Gas mask Are you bomb. kidding me? My wife called. is trying to leave me for the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame her. Hello? Wait a minute. Are you ripping... You're ripping Jeff play action real, Robin? Not at all. Oh, okay. I'm just uh, saying something fantastic about that beautiful house. <laughs> Damn. I almost no, bought a house like that him. once in Sedona. Remember, Robin? Yeah, there's, Robin and I looked at a house in there's Sedona. There's tonsil up oh, there yeah. right there. There's the gas mask the box. Gas mask they sell box. those here on South Street right next to Condom Kingdom. Oh, they you're do? in the Philadelphia area, yes. In every, uh, I bet you Tommy Chong is selling those like <laughs> two for one right now if you go on his website. <laughs> wow. <laughs> There was a guy who actually fell in the draft because of marijuana this year? Yeah, the, did, the offensive tackle yeah, that the Jets got. How the, hell can you, how the hell can you drop in the draft in this? I mean, how long ago was Warren Sapp in that debacle? I mean, that was a oh, long was time a, ago. Yeah. And he dropped in the draft. Mm-hmm. And the Jet fans, I remember it vividly. I was there in Madison Square Garden. Were, we won Sapp. Mm-hmm. We won Sapp. And that's when they took Kyle Brady, if I'm not mistaken, that year. Is that right? Remember the tight end from Penn State? Yeah, sure. And the fans went nuts. But then again, Jets fans they always, go, always nuts. go nuts. Now, we got to figure out if this picture uh, <laughs> behind Goodell. Yes. Uh, that included. Hey, Jeff, appreciate the call, man. Be careful out there, man. That included Wardy Jobert, better known as Wood. Wood. The meme that has been everywhere ever since coronavirus Now, which hit. team was this in the background? I'm not sure. I'm thinking it, it looks like it might be the Cardinals. It looks like a Cardinal logo. Or a Niner. I mean, what, what no, is that? No, that? that's a Cardinal logo. Okay, you're up. right. It is the Arizona so, Cardinals. Yeah. And the guy in the lower portion looks like he's wearing a Cardinals jersey. Okay. So. so what they did last night, and I don't know how they picked the people to be in the 12 separate screens behind Roger Goodell being the fans for that team and cheering. Right. 
but in the Arizona Cardinal. Now, which, which pick was it? <laughs> well, well, I guess this was when they got Simmons. It's the center square, Tony. Yeah, it is like the center square. Yeah, it's like Paul Lynn. <laughs> exactly, yeah. except uh, well, only, there's only certain resemblances to Paul Lynn. Right. Or preferences to Paul Lynn. Yeah. But how does that get on a monitor somewhere? I don't know if it's real. It might have just been Did photoshopped photoshop? in. It might have been photoshopped in afterwards. I don't know. But either way. <laughs> I think it's it might be. Awesome. I think it might have been on there because I looked up, and and a lot of people are tweeting it and saying that it was. Yeah, that it's photoshopped. No, no, no. no, no that's that it was real. I'm getting there. all kinds of conflicting reports here now. Um, but uh, just so that you know, if you're watching it on Twitch, I do have it censored. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. It, just for those people who <laughs> it might not be safe. Although you're everybody's working from home, so nobody's looking over your shoulder unless it's your kids. Oh, maybe, so but. People are saying no. Jason uh, SC2000 says no. It's fake. He's on the NFL book too. What NFL book? I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably fake. It's got to be. Fake. I would probably. I would hope it's I fake. I would think that whoever's in the control room. I would hope room, it's real. Whoever's but in it's the control probably room. Fake. Remember, now there's got to be a director in a control room yeah. who sets Somewhere. up the 12 people on their live shots it's, from their homes. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, it's hard, hard to keep track of all that, Tony. There's a lot going on, man. <laughs> Why couldn't the San Diego Chargers get a couple of the pictures of I, I that guy? They could have four, or four or five Wardy you know any hot women there? and porn stars live out in the. Down in that part of the uh, Orange County, down and, in San Diego. And that guy's no longer living. I know. Yeah, How do you yeah. put a dead dude up there? <laughs> hey, he lives on in infamy. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would think so. Good Lord. <laughs> See, that's what happens when we have so much time on our hands. I know. And we go on the Internet. And we got to post memes. Yeah. And we got to doctor things. This is what happens when there's no live sports, Tony. <laughs> There's not even a two-live crew anymore doing concerts. I know. we got to watch them virtually now. Wow. <laughs> uh. When we come back, I'm we ready will still this. be taking your calls. Lines are open yes. if you have any comments, and, and Ron questions. Ron Jaworski will join us. I'm yes. ready for the second round. And then Dan Patrick will join us later in the show. Phone number is 215-462-TONY. That's 215-462-8669. we got a lot of other stuff i got to get off my chest today on a Friday, Harry. We're going to have we got Hennessy in here and we got vodka. We have to make a tough call today. <laughs> who's, uh, who's number one on your board, Harry? The vodka or the Hennessy on a Friday? Oh, uh, that would be stateside or Tito's. It's a, it's we have to go to, a little handball. I, I today. need to watch more film. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> we'll break it down and come back in the next hour. Tony, Harry, Miss Robin, whole gang. Stick around. Damn it. <laughs> I'm, whoops. I'm going to have to be incredibly careful today if I imbibe at all because woo-wee, last week was... <laughs> Two sips, and that I is, was a Ghana. It is fake news, Eric. It is. It is fake news. Okay. Here, here, I guess this one guy. Brendan Burr is from Lansdale out there in Montgomery County. From my uh, golf club that has, is obsessed with that meme. He sends everyone. To I've never even seen that meme. Uh, dude, look at this one. This is E.T. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Dude, How did I miss those? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> By the way, everybody on Twitch, um, are you all sharing the show on all your social media? It is amazing what a difference it makes for our Twitch chat room 
if you share it on social media so people know that this is where you go. This, If you want to be involved in the Twitch chat room, you have to go to Twitch to get um, – because the guys, I mean, they sometimes are able to glance at Twitter – um, but they don't have time for all the other social media sites to stay on the chat room. So Twitch is it, yo. Oh, wait. Uh, let me see. <laughs> That's a good one. God, I almost feel like putting it up in the house. Some Can we get an electric dispenser, just so the soap dispenser, just so we can do that too? <laughs> Um, the 91.6ers I just posted on classmates.com. Okay, that works for us too. Play Action Reel says, I'm even sharing it on LinkedIn. Beautiful. Dude, you see the guy that was in the Chernobyl Diaries has died at age 52? It wasn't, it was COVID-19. It wasn't the nuclear stuff from Chernobyl. I'm sure that's what they're going to say. It could have been the, uh, the, the radiation. <laughs> Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. Ah, yes, indeed. It is a Friday. It's day two of the NFL draft. Why is Tony wearing a sensei robe? Has the wine cellar become a dojo? <laughs> no, it's not a sense. It's a, it's a Sopranos robe because I'm channeling my NFL draft ensemble. Not hey. wearing a mask, having too many people in the same place. My agent's not here because I fired him a long time ago. But uh, Harry is uh, checking out some. I never saw that meme, and I, I, oh. I have to give myself one of those. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know how you could. I don't know how you could have avoided it. Is my my point? Well. I mean, it's not like I'm looking for this. I get this stuff sent to me. I've got one or two guys on a text chain that are obsessed with it. It is about as shocking that he didn't see it as yeah. the fact that you have never set a foot in Walmart. Yeah, I know. I know. I it's know. unbelievable, man. Now, we got all kinds of updates. We have more draft coverage. Ron Jaworski, a man who's been involved with the draft many, many years, formerly ESPN, knows his football inside and out. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get his opinions, not just on the Eagles draft, but on what happened. Quarterbacks. Ron was a quarterback, understands yeah. quarterback play. And all the other good stuff that happened last night. And we also have one really quick thing that we should talk about is the fan name. We finally we made a decision. Oh, it's yes. final? It's a final. It is a final now. It's a, a final, fi Tim Cates. It, it is, is a, a final, final now. And and we, we apologize to AJ in San Antonio, but he said, you know, fair is fair. It the, it the people spoke, even though there was no way for us to have weighed his vote that much more right. to make Fan Antonio, Fan Antonio win. Yeah. It would have looked like the fix was it. It, right. it would have been. And this is not politics where people uh, manipulate votes, right. disenfranchise people, have people vote in and mail it in, and all the other things that they do when it comes to the skullduggery that is political dirty play. Skullduggery. That's one word. of Krause's words. Is that one of your words? Yeah, skullduggery. I, I love skullduggery. I met her in Vegas the last time it was open when Jesus. I was there. But anyway, 
AJ's vote does not count as four votes, even though he's in Texas. Even if it had counted as four votes, it still would not have made up the difference. So what is the winner? Bruno's big-ass fan? That is, that the, is the winner, ladies and gentlemen. By, by leaps and bounds. So BBAF. He won fair and square. I mean, he captured the majority of the vote. Mm-hmm. He had... Well, he ran a good campaign, Tony. Yes, he did. You know what yes, I'm saying? He did. And he didn't even have to leave his basement. Right. There was no negative ads. He and Joe you know? Basement were in the same – Joe Biden were in the same basement. And I believe the fact that they were able to stay down there and stay safe right. brought him home across the finish line with 38% of the vote counted. That's pretty he, significant. It is. Yeah. You get 38% of the vote, Harry. Right. You're doing something right. Exactly right. So the BBAF is currently on – because and it's oscillating. It's oscillating. But AJ, who lives in Texas, in San Antonio, mm-hmm. he said, "Fan Antonio, however, still get more did get more votes than Beto O'Rourke." Oh. So that's at least now we know the rest of the story. <laughs> okay. And he lives in Texas, yeah, so, so he, he can, can talk say about that. it. Yeah. I can't make comments about politics in other states. I only rip my own people. Meanwhile, did he get more than Ted Cruz too? A few years no, ago. No, Ted Cruz won, Harry. Come on. No, Cruz. He ran for president, though. Oh and, yeah, you know, no, Ted Cruz you know, was out. Got yeah, knocked was, out. So did like 16 other guys. Well, I know. But enough about that. Let's move on back to the phones because Ron Jaworski is going to join us in our next segment, right? Yes. Let's go down to shore, as they say here. And I don't know why because it's not really down. You're going across. You're going going due east. I don't understand how down is due east, Harry. When you go due east, you go down, Um, you go across, don't you? You go across, yeah. John, why is it that people say down the shore when no one goes down when you have to go either east or west to the shore? I don't know. I love saying that, though. Go down the shore. I just combine it all into one word. uh, I think it should be banned. I think it should be removed from the lexicon because it's fraudulent. It's not accurate. You only go down the shore like if you live in Alabama or Mississippi or Georgia Mm. and you head straight down or straight across to the Atlantic or straight down to the Gulf. Right. Right? Texas, you go down to the Gulf. California, (laughs) you go out to the Pacific. Mexico, you go to the Gulf or the Pacific. The East Coast, you're going east. The Atlantic Ocean is east of us, not you're, south of you're us. You're just realizing this now? No, I knew, but You've I know what I... have probably been saying down the shore I all your life. I never said down the shore. No? No. I said under the boardwalk. Oh. Okay. I was more specific. <laughs> you did good work under the boardwalk. Hey, some of my best work ever. <laughs> Believe me, Harry. Believe me. All right, now go, go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. <laughs> so um, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to get my amateur draft evaluation. Well, that's what we have. You know, normally we have we only allow professional callers in, but we'll let you slip through today, man. It's Amateur Friday. Well, yeah. we love the amateurs. They need talent. They need a, they need some finances too. Harry. Absolutely. So personally, I love a wide receiver that can take the top off a of defense because who doesn't love a man that can take the top off of something? Well, I mean, come on, man. You come to the right place for that. <laughs> I love it, and it, but I love those sayings that they that they say like in in basketball, and it's like the guy's got wingspan and in, yeah. in, in football it's like I want a guy that can take the top off a of defense and right. I want a, I want a guy that can set the edge set. I love a DN that can set the edge you gotta right. set the edge yeah and also yep. catch radius for a wide receiver yes. too. I love that uh, yeah. term yeah. And, and another thing about the wide receivers I love a wide receiver that can keep a defensive coordinator on his toes mm, kind of like a midget at a peep show <laughs> well you know hey <laughs> <laughs> but, but can he get off a of press coverage <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just want a guy who can go up and get vertical right. and get the, get the ball and want the ball and go up. By the way, you know, this, this kid Rieger, he, he really, if you watch him when he's running patterns, even though he's not tall, mm-hmm. he knows how to, he could, he could 
he can maneuver himself in position to follow the ball. He tracks right. the ball really well for a guy who's not a 6'3 guy. Ball skills. Yeah, yeah I mean, he tracks yep. it. You know, it's all about tracking the ball. And a lot of receivers, they have no idea where it's going. And if you get a quarterback who puts it near a guy, and obviously, you know, like, like the kid, the Ayuk kid. Ayuk. 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 From Arizona State. And you know yeah. who coached him out there, right? Herm Edwards. Exactly we right. we got to get him on. I was thinking about him yeah. the other day. Love Herm Edwards. Yeah. And that kid Ayuk, you watch his video. Mm-hmm. I mean, the kid looks like a, an octopus, man. Yeah. He, his arms are gigantic. 81 foot. 81, 81 foot. Inch. 81 inches. Yeah. No, we're talking about the no, other that's, guy. That's, that's, that's the, the guy star. Wood. Yeah, yeah. Not Wood. him. His vertical is strong, and so is his uh, horizontal and vertical. He can go either way, huh? Depending on <laughs> well, the, I don't know. Depending on the move. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, can, you can go either way when you're a master ball tracker. Exactly <laughs> right, man. <laughs> and, you know, he can return no. punts. Well, here's, here, here's the other one, John. High, high point the ball. I never heard Remember? that one. Yeah, you go, go go up and get it at its highest point. And, and I, yeah, they they love a receiver I only that know can the high that. point racket club. That's the only thing I know. I don't okay. know anything about high pointing the ball. Come okay. on, uh, Yeah, a couple of the writers this week, guys, I've noticed, have put in their in all their articles about wide receivers uh, guys that play above the rim. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a basketball thing. Now it's yep. a football thing, too. I can't even keep up. I know. No, you're right. I love that stuff. I do, too. Yeah. And it's always good that we keep coming up with new, fresher ones. Mm-hmm. You know, we move on from the previous stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Agree. All Agree. Right. All right. Well, be, be careful out there, man. It's the weekend. It's the freaking weekend. Make sure you stay in line. Get the weed. Get the booze. Get the weed. Get whatever you need. And stay safe because we are not all in this together. Just remember that. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I love it. My right. favorite place is back open for the takeouts, and they got Tito's in packages, too. So I'll be enjoying that this weekend. There you That's go, exactly man. exactly what I'm talking about. We're Stay. not, you know, it's not our fault that people are drinking excessively during the coronavirus. What else are you going to do? You know, let's remember that. Remember what the, the motto of this show is, Harry, especially mm-hmm. in these trying times. If we're going down, let us die drunk, at least. Exactly. If we're going down, let us die drunk, at least. You can if get that T-shirt. And you can get that. T- the T-shirt is actually selling more than any other T-shirt on our site right now. If you're going to die drunk, if you're going to die, let us die drunk, at least. Exactly And right. that is available now on TonyBrunoShow.com. Beautiful. And they're quality items, Clark. Yes, they are. Pre-shrunk. Wow. Get them it's for the entire room. It's a Fruit of the Loom, right? It's a Fruit well, of the Loom. Well, it's the same brand but it doesn't say Fruit of the Loom. It's, I forget Are these what they... uh, knockoffs from China like no, all no, the masks? No, no, no. They're pre-shrunk. <laughs> They're really, really, really nice, soft. Quality uh, items. Quality That's items. What I'm Beautiful. Meanwhile, uh, we're talking, you know, a lot of talk about wide receivers. No doubt. Wide receiver position is the glamour position in, mm-hmm. the, position in the NFL, right? Yeah. Is there any doubt about it? It is the glamour position. It's yeah, the position I mean, that everybody outside has a quarterback. Well, yeah, yeah the quarterback's yeah. not glamour. Quarterback eh. touches the ball every, every single snap. Quarterback's the premium position. Wide receiver is the glamour position. Now, good running backs, too, but you saw the running. Now, a lot of running backs are going to start coming off the board. Mm-hmm. But it was not a heavy first round. In fact, there was only one running back taken in the entire first round. Was there a uh, there was a prop bet on that too, wasn't there? That we talked about with uh, Philly Godfather. Well, the one that there was, was a, a prop lock. bet on Swift being taken in the first round, and then what was the, there was an over under on running backs. I thought of. I didn't see that one, but I, obviously the one that the guy laid four grand to win a thousand was a lock. Four quarterbacks. Four quarterbacks yeah. going in the oh, over three and a half three, quarterbacks. Yeah, right, but four won it. Yeah, yeah, and four won it. And how yeah. many quarterbacks won the first round? Four. 
Exactly right. So, in other words, are you cashing that ticket today? I think you're cashing it. Not trashing it, right. as my boy Jody Mack used to say I mean, when, track. when Green Bay traded up to select <gasps> Love, that was four. Exactly right. Right there. You were hanging right there. You were waiting for that. It was like watching an NBA game where you have the over. Yeah. And that the clock's running down and you get that bad beat going on. You want that one basket if you have the over. Right. And once and you cash, you, t- you and, turn yeah, it but, off. But then you don't get it. You're waiting for it. They run out. The ball goes out of bounds and they inbound. And mm-hmm. the clock's ticking down. All you want is one garbage basket. That's all you want. We had a night like that out in Vegas. Remember yes, remember? Scott Farrell and you exactly. and me. And that was the Denver Nuggets. And they screwed me, Tony. They screwed me, too. You yeah. never bet. On NBA games when you're drunk in Las Vegas and it's late at night and it's still a West Coast game and you can still play it because it starts at 7.30 out there, which is 10.30 in the East. You just want that one last fix, Harry. You know what I mean? That's right. Now I'm getting word here on Twitter from uh, J.W. Bausch. He says, tell Tony that the Jersey Shore is more south than east from Philly. Cape May is almost due south. I know Cape May is. Yeah, well... But if you look at the bird flies, when you fly in. The crow. Or the crow, the bird, whatever, the eagle. You look out. When you fly into Philadelphia and you come off the coast mm-hmm. from Florida wherever and you're still flying over, yeah. you, know where the, you know what the airplane does? It makes a left-hand turn at the Jersey, at Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. It turns in actually like near Brigantine. And it starts turning and it comes due west. And then all of a sudden you're over Cherry Hill. Exactly. Yeah. So how is it south if the planes come in from due east? I don't know. So please, I may not know math, but I know geography. And I know the Schifozos at the Jersey Shore very, very well. Coming up, you know who's going to join us? Jaws. Jaws, baby. Jaws. Robin, why do you have a picture of me in the grotto? That uh, was <laughs> Footlong Foles on Twitter. says, hey, Tony, can you break out this outfit the next time? I still have that pajama yes, set. Yes, you do. Do you? Yes. I, I, oh, can you kidding me? That's it's collectible from the uh, grotto in the, in the Playboy Man. That's no longer there, Harry. Yeah, I think I you finally got rid of those, uh, Ooh, those shoes. man I, sandals. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's, that looks coming back. That, so was very, have, that was very questionable. Should not have gotten rid of those. Those are coming back this summer. I can feel it. Really? You're bringing those back? No. Everything comes back, Harry. No, he's not. I'm bringing sexy back, too. <laughs> Rod Jaworski joins oh. us next. Stick around. <laughs> oh, wait. We, we can get rid of the censored box now. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing censored there. Wow. Yeah, that was, that was in the grotto. Look at that. Look at that sexy man. Look at the water right there. I almost had my foot, my toe in the water. I almost mm-hmm. dipped it in the water. Harry. Are yeah. you drinking a vodka cran? Is that a Absolutely vodka Absolutely, it's a hand? vodka cran. It's still. It's you think I just started drinking gro- vodka cran when I met Harry? It's too pink, though. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> According to Harry, it is. The fact that you can actually see that it's a color. The best part is look at the chicks. They're all sitting next yeah. to me, and they're all like looking at me like, Dude, who's this asshole? Like, what, what are those shoes? Yeah, asshole, it's the shoes. Yeah. What made you decide to wear those shoes instead of just at least regular flip-flops? What the hell were you thinking? Those aren't flip-flops. Those are sold sandals She's with an open toe. They should be they flip-flops. Should be. Like if, if you had been wearing flip-flops, it would have been fine. Do you see what the bishes are wearing in there? They're not wearing flip-flops. They're wearing those strap things that go all the way up their legs. They're wearing high heels. They're girls. Yeah. 
They're wearing those shoes Although, that have like the strings that go all the way up their legs. <laughs> Roman, How the hell is the Roman now, sandals? Exactly. Yeah. And there is there is one chick who finally <laughs> gave up, and she's just wearing stocking feet. Yeah. I learned from several Playboys when we went there. She said, they they all told me they're like, when you come for the event and you're all dressed up, don't wear regular spike heels. Well, you lose find those yourself, usually later in the night anyway. Find yourself some wedges, some high heeled <laughs> wedges, because. Every th there's so much grass mm -hmm. and there's no cement. It's just all those big stones with grass in between right. it, and you sink if you're wearing regular. Um, that's probably why yeah. that one chick is. She just took her shoes off. She was a veteran. So I did. I found myself some sexy high-heeled wedges, and I was fine for the entire night. Ah. <coughs> uh. <laughs> well, about 90 seconds when you before you have when we come back before you have Ron. Okay. Call, uh, Joe's calling him at 20. Well, calling him at 18:30. No, Tony. Tony doesn't even have Roman sandals. I've got Roman pills though. I mean, got those uh, from the dad <laughs> with the long hair and the son. <clears throat> Tell me when you want me to break out the vodka. Not yet. Joe Quills, I've had TVG on all day. Twitch? Is that? There's a picture from Harry's uh, divorce papers checking yeah, in on Twitter. I'm just replying to him. Will Harry Mays be bringing back this figure during the lockdown? <clears throat> said no. That was my Francesa period. Yeah, you were you were bulked up there. Yeah, you were. Yeah. You were going all Mike Francesa on us. How long ago was that? That was. Was I working you then? At the, was that no, the kitchen bar? That was. No, because he was thin back then. That was. We were over at um, the cricket club for that senior PGA Tour event, and I was interviewing Tom Watson at the, when they took that picture. Dude, he was standing off to my right. That must have been like 2014, 2015, something like that. Five, it's at least five, six years ago. It's all, it's all a blur to me now. I can't remember years. I don't remember you being heavy, though, when you were working with Tony. It was after Tony, right? Yeah. It was because you were so depressed that Tony left. Clearly. Oh, yeah. oh, Clearly yeah. that's what happened. Oh, yeah. It was all uh, a result of... Postpartum depression. The management. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Look at this. Eric Cohen did. Anonymous sources claim Jalen Rager is a good guy. That's Tolly. Remember, he used to say, well, not only a, good, a great yeah. player, but a great good guy. Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. Now, we're in our second hour of Broadcasting Excellence here, and the question has popped up several times on the Twitch and Twitter feeds on when is the pro appropriate time to pop open the afternoon refreshments, libations. First of all, we're going to have to have an ice run. Yeah. I would say... And we don't have any limes, do we, Robin? How do we keep forgetting limes? I have lemons, though. Yeah. You don't use lemons in, in vodka. I, I a waste of time. It is. It's... It's Who a needs substitute. all that garnish? 
<laughs> Seriously. It's like parsley. Yeah, it's just getting You know in what the they way. say about parsley, right? No, that's a junk joke. I don't think I can tell that. Well, I, you know, I mean, we're going to have Dan on at 520, 520 right? Exactly. I, I don't know. Would he frown upon that? Do we wait until the final, the last segment? Oh. Well, we should, just for my sake, and so I don't embarrass myself again. Like we you should did wait. last Friday? Yeah, you're, you're flagged already. <laughs> we should wait until the last segment. You're done. Because um, I don't want to imbibe too early with this keto thing where only two sips and I'm done for. No, it doesn't. Robin read up on it. If you're on yeah. a keto diet and you don't drink any alcohol when you have your first drink. And it was unexpected. It was like, I only had like two sips. What the heck is going on? So, guys, if you can find a woman on a keto diet. There you go. Go out on a date when you're able to go out again and go into an establishment. Mm-hmm. And you can get her wasted on one drink alone, man. Not so, even. You know, depending upon where you go, because you know how expensive drinks are now. Order up a cauliflower crust pizza and one cocktail and, <laughs> and you're good boom, to go, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Captain Russell Haas says, I started with nachos and dos Equis at 10.30 this morning. It's a good start. It's like breakfast of champions. Yeah, I think most it? of our audience has been imbibing for hours. <laughs> well, Not just our audience. I think pretty much everybody who's home. Adley Stump yesterday on that video informed us that it was 10 okay 10 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to a man who never drinks. Even at his golf courses, which I believe are still shuttered in New Jersey and vicinity. He was watching the draft last night. He was not in one of the 12 screens when they showed the Philadelphia Eagles pick. He, of course, is the great Ron Jaworski. Jaws, how are you, man? Tony, always a pleasure being on your show. It's always the highlight of my week and my year to be with you. And especially after day one of the NFL draft. You're reading that exactly as I read it and said it to you earlier this morning, Josh. Uh, you, tra- you trained me well, Tony. I can see you got the email, Tony. Wait, last time I saw Ron, we were at the Super Bowl at his great cigar party up there on the roof deck. What a great party. We were, we were, we were smoking cigars and drinking some quality product, Ron. Yes, it was, uh, uh, once again, Coach Ditka and I uh, host a cigar party at the Super Bowl every year. Can't wait to be in Tampa again this year. Uh, We raise money for our individual foundations, and uh, it was the most successful cigar party we've had uh, of the 11 that we've had. So uh, we appreciate your support. We look forward to doing it again next year. But that roof deck on that bill, what was the name of the building there in Miami Beach? Uh, Man, I can't remember yesterday anymore, but it was, it was spectacular. We up in the elevator. Bay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was spectacular. I mean, it looked like Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury would have been excited with that. He would have I, said, wow. I, I, I wish I could take credit for being the guy that uh, did the site surveying. I had nothing to do with it. So <laughs> that's probably why it was so beautiful. It was it, awesome. oh, it was called the Paramount. The Paramount I'll, building. I'll, you know, they, the, the synapses aren't what they used to be, Tony, but it was the Paramount, a fantastic facility, great condos there, and, boy, the pools and yeah. the services were outstanding. Phenomenal, phenomenal yeah. stuff. Yeah, and always, we always appreciate you stopping by and uh, adding some levity to the event. Well, I, I just come there for the drinks and to meet the – And the cigars, the, right? Yeah, to meet and, all the people. I and know. then to see, you know, see Steve Levy and all the other ESPN folk that I run into, people from every network. Everybody's I, at the party. Yeah, it is – 
it's kind of amazing. And, and you know, there's always these people uh, in, in the media that you know go to all the parties. And they talk about who's there. And uh, after we left Miami, I was reading some of the articles. They said there were more celebrities at the Ditka Jaws cigar party than any party during the Super Bowl week. Absolutely, so I, I you're absolutely wow. right. Cool. Yeah. No, it's that's true. Yeah, it was amazing. It's true because a lot of yeah. these parties get a couple of guys in there, and then they stand around for an hour and says, "I'm getting the hell out of here," and they leave. <laughs> people didn't want to leave your no, party. No, we have too it, much fun. Tony. Even Robin didn't want to leave. She was pissed when they shut us down, and <laughs> at least they didn't throw us out like a lot of places do. Well, it was four in the morning. Well, that's true. Too, yeah. <laughs> Roger, right, Ron, you watched the draft. You've been around. You know all the quarterbacks are off the board. It was going crazy before we get to the Eagles pick, and the, obviously that's a local flavor. But two are going exactly where a lot of people thought they would. Did that surprise you that he went that? I mean, everybody knew Burrow was the one, but Miami was supposed to be making moves, wheeling and dealing, and they weren't going to take him. They were going to trade down and get a whole bunch of picks. Did, did that surprise you at all? None whatsoever. I, I, I thought Tool was the guy the Dolphins had targeted all along, uh, that they would do whatever they could to, to get him. Uh, it was pretty clear that uh, Joe Burrow was going to go number one. And if uh, we'd be having this conversation a year ago, I probably would have said that Tool was the best quarterback in the draft. Uh, but the injury certainly set him back. And I think that, you know, that was about the only concern of, about his game. And you know what we love to do this time of year when we look at all these young quarterbacks? And, we, you know, what people always ask me, is, well, who does he remind you of? You know, mm-hmm. And, you know, you try to come up with somebody that uh, had a great career and you study and say, yeah, it reminds me of this guy. But clearly what I, what I thought of Tua and a number of other you know, guys that do this for, for a living, analyze the quarterbacks and break them down, uh, the comparison was to Drew Brees. And, and you know, normally it's, a, it, it's kind of a flippant kind of comparison, but I really believe in this one. That, that's a, to me, that's a pretty strong comparison when I, when I think of the career Drew Brees has had, and I'm saying Tua reminds me of him, but he, he has that same kind of skill set, outstanding vision, anticipation, sees the field with great clarity, just enough mobility to move around and open up some windows and passing lanes and pinpoint accuracy. So uh, that's kind of the most overlooked aspect of a quarterback can he be accurate on a repetitive basis hey he doesn't have a gun like uh, Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers but his arm is just like Drew Brees good enough one of the quarterbacks that didn't get a whole lot of discussion at least not as much as Tua and of course Burrow was was Herbert he goes to the Chargers at six I wanted you to give me your take on the fit there with the Chargers and then what did you think of the move up the board a little bit by the Packers to take love out of Utah State when they've got Aaron Rodgers yeah I I do have some concerns about about Herbert to me he's one of those guys uh, with a high ceiling and a low floor and and, and that means boom or bust Mm -hmm. Uh, when I looked at his tape I, I did not see the repetitive accuracy and as I said a moment ago I think that's a critical part of the evaluation. Some guys, you can put a highlight reel together, and wow, you look at 20 or 30 throws, and you go, oh, yeah, he can make all the throws. But you have to look at hundreds of throws. And when you look at hundreds of throws, you know, what I saw was a guy that missed too many gimmies, too many easy throws. And that's why I was concerned about Herbert, uh, even as a first-round pick. I think he's got a big upside. He gets coached really hard and coached really well, and the mechanics get more consistent. I think the ceiling is there. He can, he can really, you know, he can really take off. But I think he had, in my opinion, a little bit of a boomer bust, uh, you know, on his resume to me via my film study. Uh, you mentioned Jordan Love, and I think uh, it's it's pretty clear the Green Bay Packers loved him. They moved to get a, moved up 
Tampa to get him. They believe, you know, Aaron Rodgers is getting uh, at the end of the road at 37 years old. And uh, I, I think when Favre was drafted, Favre was like 35 maybe when the, uh, when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. So you can see the Packers are looking down the road, and hopefully they can make a smooth transition from uh, Rodgers to Love. Like, well, it wasn't really smooth from Favre to Rodgers, but <laughs> uh, but they had two talented quarterbacks. Yeah, you know, you, the thing that Harry mentioned, of course, in the first, is that they took him in the first round, and so that's going to anger Aaron Rodgers. Listen, Aaron Rodgers is still the quarterback, and this kid's going to have to sit there. Mahomes sat for a year. He's going to sit one or two years. I know, Why but would Aaron Rodgers have a problem Well, it doesn't that? help Aaron Rodgers win games this year. That's all. That's my That's my. Well, hey, I think yeah. that's the way people yeah. look at it. Well, they should have, you know, they got a wide receiver. They should have helped Aaron, yada, yada, yada. But, but I think I think clearly when when and when you get a guy and, and within an organization that you feel is the guy, you've got to do what you've got to do. And they they moved up to get him. They feel that they can make another transition to a, a, a decade long quarterback. Uh, and, and you know I, I'm hopeful and confident Aaron Rodgers will accept this and he'll work with the guy. Uh, not like Brett Favre just kind of kicked Aaron Rodgers to the side and said, Hey, I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about me and my job. Um, I've always kind of felt a little bit different in this. When I came in the league with the Los Angeles Rams, there's a quarterback there by the name of John Hadel. And John Hadel accepted me and helped me and worked with me to become a better quarterback. And I pushed that down the road probably 14, 15 years when the Eagles drafted Randall Cunningham to eventually replace me. And the lessons I learned from John Hadel were the lessons that I taught Randall Cunningham. I embraced him. I knew he was going to be the guy of the future, and I worked with him. And I think it had a positive effect on his career. So it, it'll be interesting to see how Aaron Rodgers responds to Jordan Love when you consider how Brett Favre treated him. Yeah, and you look at what happened. I mean, they weren't first-round picks, but the, the litany of quarterbacks that, you know, Aaron Rodgers has had a bunch of guys up there who could have been the next guy if something happened and he got hurt. And most of the guys they brought in there, when Aaron Rodgers was out of the game, even for a few plays, couldn't get it done. Yeah, they, they, they've had guys there, you know, second, third-round picks that got opportunities. But, uh, you know, when you get an opportunity, you got to take advantage of it. As you know, we, we hear it a hundred times, it's the not-for-long league. So when you get that opportunity, you have to take advantage of it. Our teams move on rather quickly. And, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to see how love will play out. I mean, it, I like the fact that he's not going to be forced to play. He can sit back, and he mentioned to Patrick Mahomes behind an Alex Smith. And I don't know if there's a better guy around the understanding of the quarterback position than Andy Reid. Andy has you know, worked with quarterbacks, developed quarterbacks, and he's done an outstanding job with them. So, um, you know, we'll see how this plays out. You know, but I thought uh, Mahomes sitting for a year helped him understand the mentality of the NFL, what big boy football is. It's a huge transition from the college game to the National Football League. And I, I like when the pressure is taken off a young player to have to perform in that rookie year. Ron, C.D. Lamb fell right into Jarrah's lap oh, last night on the, on the yacht. Guys, I'm in Philly. I was crying. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's, that's a pretty dynamic uh, offense they're putting together. Yeah, you, man, you talk about uh, the greatest show on turf, <laughs> Dick Vermeule's Rams in 99-2000. That, that may be in jeopardy right now. And as I'm watching the draft and, you know, being in Philadelphia, I'm very familiar with what the Eagles want to do, and everyone's asking what, you know, what's going to happen. And I'm looking at I, I said, there, there's really three 
wide receivers that I would call the first tier of wide receivers, you know, which Lambs and, and, and Ruggs and Judy, I had, you know, I thought of them at top ten guys. And all of a sudden I'm watching this draft. I'm saying, I know the Eagles want to get a guy. I know they like three or four guys in that second tier of first-round picks. But I'm going, C.D. Lamb's dropping. I mean, he's dropping. He, I mean, could he go all the way to 21? Then I'm looking, <laughs> I see Dallas at 17. I, then I'm, I see Atlanta there at 16. I'm going, oh, Howie's got to be on the phone. He's got to be trying. He, Howie Rosen, GM, loves the wheel and deal. He's damn good at it. I'm thinking he is not going to let you know, C.D. Lamb drop to the Dallas Cowboys. He couldn't make the deal. He drops to the Cowboys, and I went, Oh, my goodness, what an <laughs> offensive machine they are going to have. I mean, two proficient wide receivers, uh, arguably the best running back in Ezekiel Elliott, a solid offensive line. Uh, Dak Prescott will throw for over 5,000 yards this year, and he eventually will get that big contract. If the Cowboys can probably play just a little bit of defense, they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah. You know, and that what, hurts for me to say that. No, I hear you. You're absolutely <laughs> right, Ryan. You know, the thing that bugs me, and because I'm guessing like everybody else, I'm not a draft expert. I watch football forever. But the bottom line is that the, the, the assumption is because the Eagles moved ahead to get Dallas Goddard a few years ago and kept them from going to the Cowboys, that that's something that has to happen every single year. I know you try, and apparently how he tried, but this is the thing that I want to get your take on this because when they tried to move up according to – Howie Roseman, that they didn't get any bites from the people who were the teams that were ahead of the Cowboys, and therefore they couldn't make a deal. But if that's the case, then how, so you're basically admitting that you wouldn't have taken, you know, you wouldn't have taken the guy you did if you didn't drop, and if you didn't get the pick you wanted, so you then just had to settle for Rager. Well, it's always going to be, yeah, I mean, that's how, you know, Joe Sixpack is going to look at it. You know, everyone thinks C.D. Lamb was there. you got to do everything you can to, to get him. Well, yeah, it worked with Dallas Goddard. It doesn't work all the time. And, and we all now know, ben, and Tony, you and I have been doing radio shows since the late 70s. I don't want to date ourselves. But we, you know, we have seen how this league evolves all the time, year to year, decade to decade. And I just think now it is so important to hit on these draft choices. You've got to hit on the draft picks to build your football team. Then when you build your team and you have a couple holes, then you go the free agency route. Howie Roseman, you know, he wheeled and dealed to get Carson Wentz. I mean, that was one of the all-time deals of all time to get to that spot and get the guy he had targeted. It moved from like 12 to 7 to 3 to 1. And how he's, you know, now how he has that reputation, and and rightfully so because he, you know, uh, he gets very antsy when he does, when he's when he's sitting around not making a deal. I love that part about him. He's he's always trying to make his football team better. But I just think in this situation, he he probably would have had to give up too much to get in that position. Hey Ron, how surprised were you when Jefferson is sitting there on the board and the Eagles took Ray Gore instead? Um, I was surprised. Um, I thought Jefferson would be the guy. Uh, and like I said, there were there were, you know you had Ayuk in that group. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know there there were some guys. Uh, uh, you know obviously with Jefferson uh, in there, there were some guys. I as I said, the lower uh, the second tier of the, of the first round. You know there were four or five guys that what do you like? Chocolate or vanilla? You know the strawberry or Neapolitan. They, it depends what you like. And and I thought that Jefferson to me was the more polished guy of that whole group. Um, Safer re- pick. 
a safer yeah. pick. Yeah, and then, and then you know everyone's got you know everyone's got reasons why. Well, you know he only played in the slot, didn't play outside. I think that's a bunch of crap. You know, if, if a guy can run routes, catch the football, and be one-on-one coverage, uh, you know I don't care where you line him up, inside, outside, motion, Z, slot, hip formation, whatever you want to do. If he can play, he can flat-out play. And if you're a coach, you coach him to, to play at any position. Not you, you, you don't say, oh, this guy can only play in a slot. That's just that's just stupid. Anyone thinks and uses that for some excuse. Uh, it's using it just as an excuse. So you know, I, I think Jefferson, you know, is a guy that although he played it mostly uh, in the slot at LSU, I think the guy with his talent could line up and play anywhere. And and, and, and by the way, Rager is a very good football player. And, and I, I'm not going to condemn the pick. I think the guy's going to make a significant contribution. You know, right now he's a 21st best football player uh, in the draft, and you, you got to be damn good to be picked at that high. And when a lot of teams look at you and evaluate you, so what he what he brings, and I, I think you know you never know how things play out in the draft room and preparation. You know, Doug Peterson loves the gimmicks and gadgets kind of play, you know, jet sweeps and all the kind of the cool gimmicks that that we as fans like. And I think when you look at Rager, uh, that's what he brings you. He, he, he brings you a lot of that kind of cool stuff, you know. Um, so I, I think that's one of the reasons why Doug liked him. Ron Jaworski, not being able – can you play golf on your own golf course? Now, hey, we are closed down, Tony. Shut down by rules of the governor, the mandate of the governor of New Jersey, Murphy, and, and the governor of Pennsylvania. We cannot open our golf courses. Oh, Harry me. Mays. Uh, Harry it's, Mays it's an outrage, Ron. Harry's it's apoplectic. You own, you, you own a golf course, and you can't even play on your own golf course? Yeah, but, Ron, they're playing in New York, which is the epicenter. They're opening public golf courses on Long Island this did, weekend. I, did, did, do you know how many letters uh, and, and phone calls <laughs> I've made to the governors already? <laughs> uh, you know what? And I have great respect for what they have to do, but I, you know, every time I watch TV, I'm watching coronavirus, every special that's on, I say, oh, get out in the sunshine, right. get some exercise. What the hell do you think people do on a golf course? And they socially you know? distance, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah, I got 200 acres. I, 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 just, I, I just can't understand it. I, you, know, you, you, you can't go to the dentist. But you can get an abortion. I, I don't. I, I mean, some some of the things just don't make sense. I usually go to the dentist to get my abortion. I, I, I got a multi-purpose guy. You know, it's hey, like you, the old veteran stadium. Too many tangents, guys. <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying like you, you're allowed to go out and walk on a hike on, on yes. a trail. The trails are packed with people. They're yeah. not. They're not six feet apart on a golf course. You can be six feet but apart. But don't go to a golf course. Right. You know, it's don't, an absolute don't, don't outrage. I'm yeah. getting the hell. I, I, can you take your golf courses and move them out of New Jersey <laughs> to a more favorable state, Ron? You know, I, I guess. <laughs> I, 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 I probably would. <laughs> you, you, you have no idea how much money I'm losing on a monthly basis right now, owning seven golf courses with zero income. Now, you know people are going to say, oh, now we're going to have to do a – we're going to have to do a, a, a GoFundMe a, a Go or, or some no, sort no, of no. radiothon <laughs> for Ron Jaworski. Hey, we'll work it. Hey, Tony, I may call you, man. I may have you ended up the, the fundraiser for me. You know? <laughs> hey, hey, but, I, but I, I, I can tell you this. When we do open, it'll be like playing Augusta National because you won't find a divot, a ball market. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and the right. weather's been good for grass growing because I'm looking at overhead shots. Yeah. You know, and we've had a cool fall, a spring. A lot of rain, but it looks like the course is uh, lush. 
they're lush right now. Oh yeah, think things are going to be beautiful. I, I, the good thing is, uh, you know, the the, uh, the government did provide a stimulus package, so I'm able to keep at, at least my my golf course maintenance people working, cutting the grass, doing the aeration, doing the top dressing, you know, all the things that you have to do this time of year, so you have pristine conditions uh, when you get into the season. So, uh, unfortunately, you know, m- my favorite place are my my seven tap taverns, which are the bars and all the clubs. Right. Where I like to hang out with the with all my friends and and, and guests. So Riley's I do, pub. I do miss that. I do miss sitting out of it last night. I would have been sitting at one of the bars watching a draft and arguing with people. Wait a minute, you couldn't go in your own bar in one of your own golf courses and turn the TV on and watch it by yourself? I do not. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quarantined, Tony. I'm playing by the rules. I, hey, I'm the preacher for be safe. Let's kick the shit out of this coronavirus and let's move on. So, yeah, I, wow, I, he's fired up. I ladies. love this. <laughs> he is fired you know, up right now. That's right. <laughs> Ron Jaworski breaking it down. All right. Tonight, I just saw Adam Schefter tweeted about that some GMs are telling him that the second round may have, like, usually there's like seven to eight guys that may have gone in the first round. He said there's like 25 players still on the board that could be graded as first-round talent. That's how deep this draft is. Yeah, I, 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 I would agree there are a lot of really good players left. This was a, a, a draft that was particularly deep in, in wide receivers, uh, offensive linemen. And, and I think what you're going to see now, and, and, and as, I, as I look at the evolution of the game, if you don't have an abundance of secondary players that could cover today's wide-open gunsling-style offense, you are way behind the curve. So I think you're going to see a run on athletic linebackers that could cover these backs out the backfield and secondary players. Corners are just becoming more and more valuable. And we just got this other note in from Adam Schefter. The Rams are restructuring Jared Goff's contract to free up $7 million. And so that's going to happen. You move money around and you've got to take care of other guys. Yeah, absolutely. They know that, and you know they, they, the Rams made some mistakes in giving away a lot of money a couple of years ago. But you know they, they, they you know, did the mistake is they didn't win a Super Bowl. They tried to win the Super Bowl, and if you win the Super Bowl by spending up money, you're a hero. If it doesn't happen, it was a mistake, and, and unfortunately for the Rams, it didn't work out. They 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 went after that Vince Lombardi Trophy. They didn't get it. Now you got to pay a little bit of a price for it. Yeah, and there's a, quickly before we have to break here, Ron, but the Dolphins obviously look like they did her well. Certainly the San Diego, I can still call them the Chargers, drafted well. I mean, there's a lot of teams that really did good work with their picks this year. Yeah, I, I, I thought the Miami Dolphins had a really good draft. Quietly, the Jacksonville Jaguars, because they didn't really get the, the guys with the high uh, persona and profile. I think Doug Marone uh, did a terrific job with their draft down there. Clearly, um, you know, Brian Flores in Miami, that team played really competitive football the second half of last season. You know, him and Chris Greer have done a good job of building that roster. Uh, they got good young players. They're going to get a running back in, in, in tonight. I, I believe there are probably three really strong running backs uh, that I think will make a significant contribution as rookies in this league. So I think the Dolphins clearly get a running back tonight. Ron Jaworski, he breaks it down. Golf, bar talk, (laughs) politics, everything in one segment. You're not getting that anywhere else. Although that wasn't political. That was a guy who has a business, has businesses in the state. Right. Yeah, I'm right, man. Hey, hey, hey Tony, you, you, you know I'm, I'm pretty an affable guy. I love people. I had to lay, I had to lay off 240 people. 
Wow. Yeah, you know, sad. 70 golf courses when the governors both said, you know, Wolf says shut down, Murphy says shut down. You know, I'm a people person. And these are, these are not people that are wealthy. These are people that are going week to week with their paycheck. They work their butt off. I love them. And that's why we got to get this country back to work. It's people like, like that that are really being hurt. And when I had to tell 240 people you're getting laid off, you have no idea how that hurt myself. And, you know, my wife is very active and my family's involved in our business. That hurts us. So there's a, there's a personal side to it as well. Absolutely. Ron, everybody that knows you, man, whether you're in California, Miami, or wherever you are. Or wherever they pay me. Wherever they pay you to go, <laughs> except New Jersey, and you decided to settle down there, and now you're regretting it all these years later. <laughs> you could have been back in Los Angeles having a beautiful uh, Hollywood, Hollywood Hills major condo out there overlooking the, the bay. Are the golf courses open in, in, in L.A.? I think some at Sacramento, some they're all that. open, I'm yeah. reading. All right. See, I, I made a mistake. Then. It's outrageous. Yes, you did, Ron. And the ones in Florida, I think, are mostly. Some of them. Some, some of them. Are, yeah. Some, yeah. Some yeah. Of them. Yeah. Not in Palm Beach County. Try not to. You're making a mess. Robin, why do you have to keep bringing this stuff yeah. up? I know this. I don't need to be reminded. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's trying to sneak yeah. on his course out there in Montgomery County. <laughs> yeah, they, they had a news, news chopper over there taking video of people playing golf. At 1912? Yeah, That's it was little, You know that course, don't you, Ron? Big Brother sure. is watching. Yeah. You got any drones flying over or shooting you down if you go outside and hit a ball? You know how you kill coronavirus? I said it already. Get out in the sunshine. Exercise. Be what? healthy. What oh, sunshine? What yeah, sunshine? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> be nice tomorrow. It, it, it's shining somewhere. I don't right. <laughs> hey, Ron, always great to talk Thanks, to you, Ron. Thanks, Ron. Hey, love so you guys, man. Be safe, okay? The Thanks. great Ron Jaworski, right. ladies and gentlemen. Let's put your hands together. Give him a roaring round of applause. It's going to be 66 tomorrow, partly sunny, Tony. Oh, I thought you said Ron Jaworski was going to be 66 no, tomorrow. No, no, no. I thought it was supposed to rain all weekend. Well, not according to this. Can't Sunday even... it's going to rain here yeah. and Monday. Again. Yep. So now I'm getting soggy. I'm going to get, I'm going to develop like big gills. Not Mike Gill. He's down in Jersey. Or Vince Gill, as you know. We're coming back. He's More of your calls. 215-462-TONY. 215-462-8669. Don't drink bleach, kids. And wash your hands as we have fun on a Friday. NFL draft action, yo. Yes, he did. <laughs> let's, especially the let's kick the shit out of this coronavirus. Uh, did you read this, Tony? Which one? A screen. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that last night. Yeah. So I forgot to mention it. Yes, yeah, 31-year-old brother. And um, they were in a commercial together. Right. I know. So I saw the commercial. Yeah. How did he die? They're not saying how he died, but he was 350 pounds, so... Who knows what could have been the reason, but he was young. 31, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Prescott family does not say it. Yeah. There's no reason as to why. I mean, of course, everybody's going to wonder if it was coronavirus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's painful. And th that's what bothers me about people that say, well, you know, he, these companies, including R Ron's company, oh, they're so wealthy. Why can't they just continue paying? No, if they continue paying, then they would be so uh, in debt that they might, like, go out of business altogether. They might, like, go bankrupt. We don't want companies to go bankrupt. Well, when there's nothing coming in 
and the expenses that are still going out, yeah. that depletion happens Exactly, really, really fast. fast. Yeah. We want companies to still be around once this is all over. So, yeah, it's it's laying off people is the only choice. This is already over. We yeah. Open up. yeah, we do. We well, especially look at what Sweden's doing. I've said it over and over and over again. What the shutdown has done is just delayed the inevitable. The people that are still um, susceptible are still going to be susceptible once this is all over. Um, Knock on the door it's just when delaying you're ready. it. You know, we're we're just we were we uh, the shutdown allowed the medical system to catch up, but. It's either gonna happen fast, like ripping off a Band-Aid, or doing it a little bit at a time, it's still gonna hurt. It's still gonna be awful. Now, how old was I in that picture? It wasn't 30. Jesus, it was in LA. I moved there It was in about 15 years ago. I moved there in 2000, so how old would I have been then? That's 20 years ago. Was it, tw yeah, but I think that photo was about 15 years ago. Because you were dating Viv at the time. Yeah. 2004-ish. Approximately. Yeah, happy 2003-2004. So. Viv. Vivienne, his French girlfriend. Oui, oui. From France. Yeah, oui. Why do you think my French is so good? His little French girlfriend. Now wait a minute. How old was I in 19 uh, in 2004? 62. 15 years ago, so you would have been 51. 92, yeah, I was 51 years old there. I just looked good because I lived in L.A. and lived a good life. Yes. A life of sin and degradation. And deprivation. <laughs> right. The good and life. no deprivation. <laughs> Except really bad taste in shoes. Harry's not heavy. That was back then. That, that picture was old when Harry was heavy. And he's not heavy. He's my brother. Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. The greatest thing about social media, Harry, is that people find pictures of you from different eras. Yeah. Because they're all over the place. Except the ones on my fans only page. You have to pay for that. Or only fans. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fan only fans. Or yeah, fans only fans. Only. Yeah. Uh, and so when they post pictures, so there's all these Playboy Mansion pictures are popping up all over the place. And like, well, Tony, how old were you there? 30. I said, no, I was like 51. So when I was in L.A., I lived a good life. Eh? Yeah. I went out in the sunshine. I didn't worry about viruses. I think it's well, easier to stay in, while, in shape. I, it is easier. Yeah. I rode my bike every day on the beach. I ran. I did everything. Yeah. Went to the Playboy Mansion multiple times. I was worried about viruses there. But yeah, at least but I, we had a vaccine. Little Valtrex. Exactly. You know, it's yeah, gone. Exactly. No big deal. Come on. Now, uh, there's a great tweet from our buddy Jimmy Kemsky. At Jimmy Kemsky on Twitter. The real loser of this draft is whoever TCU's quarterback was. That poor bastard is just getting slaughtered. <laughs> <laughs> of course, in the videos, trying yes. to throw to Jalen Rager last year and, you know, dropping balls, overthrowing yeah, him. Yeah, because in 2018, <laughs> as we mentioned, you look at the video of his games, and this guy his was His numbers were much better. his quarterback better. was good. Right, right. And his quarterback was hit hitting him, and he was turning around and catching balls. And he right. was wide open, and the ball was right there. Last year, Jimmy Kesney is exactly right. <laughs> you look at the passes that this guy overthrew. Now, he had some drops, too. Sure. 
but he probably dropped it because he was surprised that the ball actually got near him. Got to his hands, huh? Exactly. And again, I'm not making excuses for anybody. Me. Cheapers. Now, uh, McMullen, of course, uh, his John McMullen. Yeah, John. McMullen. Is he coming on today? No, no, no he's no, not no. coming on. At JF McMullen on Twitter. Yeah, let's see how he did on his mock, Tony. He We're going to give him grades now. Mock draft. Well, no, I'm just going to say like, he, 26 of the 32 players that he said would be selected were selected in the first and round. People, some people, some of these ingrates on our Twitch stream primarily, mm-hmm. ripping John McMullen's football knowledge. His football chops, his understanding of the game. And he actually had nine out of the 32 that actually went to the correct team that he said would go to. Did he win any to. of the pools? Did he have like a did he have a draft bracket I don't know. where people can bet on it? That I'm not sure. It's ridiculous, man. <laughs> That's pretty damn good. It's not bad. It's beyond not bad. It's not bad. <sighs> Now, our buddy Dean is posting uh, winners from uh, from horse Golf, race Golf stream? Where's Golf he stream. at? He's, I, I don't know. I Tampa guess, Bay go, Downs, what's going on? I don't on? know what track he's betting on, but he's betting on it, and he's pissing me off because he's betting, and he's telling everybody the picks, and I can't bet because I'm on the air. Right. I'm Jones in here, huh? Jones in. Anyway, the uh, the other story is, uh, do we have, yeah, we have time for this. There's, you know, there's all these, we've been talking about it, so this isn't a new idea. But, you know, and we talk about it every day. We all know what we have to do. Wash your hands. Oh, yeah. Don't drink bleach. Don't inject bleach. Don't inject Lysol. Unless you're in Philadelphia, then I think it's safe for you. You don't have, you know, don't drink bleach. But you can get that bleach if you can find it and pour it in your eyes when you're watching some things that you see out there. You know, that's one of the memes, Harry. Yeah. Somebody holding, like, it's, I think it's, uh, what's his name? The, the, from the Simpsons. Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson. Pouring okay. bleach into his eyes. Do not pour bleach in your eyes. I know you see that. Don't eat Tide Pods. Don't pour bleach pretty much anywhere on your body. I mean, that's Or even on your clothes. I mean, you got dark pants. You get some, a little bleach on your pool. Some, some women put bleach in a certain area. Well, yeah, yeah but that's but a but different it's, kind it's, of bleach. It's <laughs> selected and it's diluted. Uh, diluted and it's applied professionally. Gotcha. Exactly. Do not do this at home. <laughs> so you're talking about the celebrities? Is that where you're going yeah. here? And again, I listen, everybody's doing their part. But after all these, after a couple of months of this now, you know, it starts to get old. We get it. We know we're supposed to stay inside. We're staying inside. Robin and I go to the store once a week. We wear masks. We wear gloves. I'm doing my part. And by the way, when we wear gloves, we take them off and put them in our car. And then when we come home, we put them in a trash can. All of these other dirt bags out there, and I'm not talking about the the dirt bag from the uh, UC Santa Barbara Dirt bags, their baseball team. Oh. That's their team, you know that. Is that what they the call dirt them? Bags, the dirt bags, yes. okay. I'm talking about the other dirt bags who aren't even good at baseball, people who throw stuff everywhere. So I don't want to be lectured about cleaning the earth when I'm the only person who cleans this neighborhood in my neighborhood. What am I supposed to do, go door to door and beat the hell out of my neighbors and wake them up? People don't care. You could get some of these neighbors to clean up their front steps and stuff. Exactly. They don't do anything. No, they don't. So how are they going to – if they don't care, that, unfortunately there's so many people that don't care out there. How are you going to make them care? By arresting them when they're in a park? And so finally it took our friends down under, Harry, from the land down under, mm-hmm. to put together this brilliant video pretty much explaining what celebrities mean to them when they see them on TV telling them what to do and how tough they are 
having it as well. Hi, I'm Greta Lee Jackson, and I'm not a celebrity, but these people are. And during this time of crisis, they have provided the strength that we've all needed to get through. So it's time for us normal people to say thank you. Celebrities. I see a number of deaths every day, and the constant threat of being infected and taking that home to my family is terrifying. But the one thing that gives me strength to get to my job every day is watching Ellen broadcast from her mansion. This, this is like being in jail, is what it is. I've been waiting on hold for some length for, for days now. Um, I've lost my job, I've got no money, I've lost everything. Um, but this video of Amanda Keller dancing around in a massive kitchen is really getting me through. <laughs> well, I've been working for 48 hours straight and my face hurts from wearing a mask for so long. I was going to go lick a patient to end it all, but Manu from MasterChef reminded me why I'm here. I just had to break up a fight in aisle three and every day people call me a f***ing But having Sam Armitage reassure me from her sprawling rural property really makes it all worthwhile. My landlord refused to, uh, you know, give me a decrease in rent, so uh, I'm out on the street. But uh, you know, this this bloke on the on the beach, man, he makes me feel better. <laughs> you know, I don't know who he is, but you know, if I, if I, if I knew him, well, my life would be good. My mum died, but look, it's Al from Home and Away. We really are all in this together. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, celebrities. Thank you, celebrities. Thanks, celebrities. Thanks, celebrities. Get back to work, you <laughs> Thanks, celebrities. From the bottom of our pathetic little nobody, unfamous, worthless dog shit broke ass hearts. Thank you. It's pretty good. Yeah. Oh. God, that's fantastic. I'm crying. I'm not crying, Harry. You're crying. Thank I, you. There, you know, <laughs> I think the sarcasm, there's something about Aussies and Brits. Mm -hmm. They've really mastered it. Yeah. They can do the dry, deadpan yeah. sarcasm. See, in this country, it's hard to tell when somebody's being sarcastic. You actually have to have a sarc font if you're on Twitter. Well, that's Twitter, yeah, yeah of you course. Have, yeah. Because it's, when it's so obviously sarcasm or snark, or anything else you want to call it. And people don't get it. And they get angry yeah. that you're poking fun at them. Well, here in, in the, a fun way. In here a respectful in the U.S., way. I think our sarcasm is seen as rude. Mm. Whereas elsewhere... You put an accent on it, and all of a sudden it's not rude. Well, but, I mean, obviously, them. Yeah. if you live over there, you all have the same accent. It's not an accent. It's just the way you speak. It's just considered normal. You know, everybody gets that you're going to... It's the way to pass time. It's the way to say things without saying it. Ricky Gervais likes to blast the oh, yeah, oh, yeah. right? He People just... think that that was a bit at the Oscars, and it was, but, you know, because he's not right-wing for sure. No, no. But now he really has oh, he, he's had oh, it with he, celebrities. He crushes them. Oh, awesome. He was asked about, you know, they did that John Lennon Imagine video, yes, I guess, yes. where a bunch yes. of celebrities oh, got horrible. in. And say, yeah, well, he says, he says uh, they're going, my film's coming up, and I'm not on the telly, so I need to be in the public eye. Not all of them, but some of them. You can see it in their eye. I could cry at the beauty of my personality. I'm just so beautiful for doing this, and everyone sees that. He goes, we get it. 
because people are sick and tired of being lectured by multimillionaires telling them to clean out their coffee jar and put it in the right bin. They're sick of it. We are sick. Of <laughs> I, I love it. You know, it's occurred to me, Harry. Yeah. You and Ricky are like the same person. I could. I could you hang could, with him. You could totally hang with oh, him. Oh, we'd have a good time. You're like brothers from another yeah. mother. Except without the British accent. Yeah, without the accent. Millions of dollars, yeah. too, after a, an illustrious, amazing career as a comedian and a film. And I have and a gap I, in my teeth. Exactly. Well, you can get that fixed, except right now, Harry. Eventually, you'll get that gap fixed. That's elective. It is yeah. elective. And it's electric. Coming up in the next hour, speaking of electric, the man himself, the man whose channel we are on, well, he's going to give us the blessing. Until now. Maybe well, that could the, end today. The blessing. You know how they say, I'm waiting for the blessing. Right. The blessing will be bestowed upon this show <laughs> by the man himself, Dan Patrick, will be joining us in the next hour. I believe it'll be there'll be some alacrity. You don't want to miss that. And it'll be live. Stick around. Have you have you have Netflix, right? Yes. Have you seen Ricky Gervais's um, Afterlife? No. Oh. Is it a comedy? It is routine? a comedy. It is so freaking brilliant. But is I it a movie or a stand-up? No, no, no. A it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a series. Oh, oh. Okay. It's a, it's a, um, What's it's it called again? Afterlife. It's only been out one season. The second season is supposed to hit maybe today, actually, maybe. But there was another show no, that you were watching. No, but before you go oh. there. So she puts it on. And it was Ricky. I said, oh, is this oh. the show that I didn't see? She said, no, it's a new one, and it was horrible. Yeah, no, that one wasn't good horrible. at all. That one wasn't good. And but about because Afterlife, of him, it was just a bad plot. Afterlife, you will love. Mm. He plays a man. This doesn't sound like it would be funny, but he just does it so brilliantly. He plays a man who lost his wife to uh, some kind of cancer, mm. and he does not give a shit. Like, he, he always had been sort of this man who played nice to everybody. And after his wife dies, he just doesn't give a shit anymore. Right. And he actually kind of feels like he wants to commit suicide, but he doesn't want to because his wife left videos for him and told him he can't. And she gave him a dog before he died, knowing that the dog would get him through it. And it is so freaking brilliant. It's in a small town in England, and it is freaking hysterical. How many episodes? I want to say the first season only has maybe six. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not watching seven season uh, shows. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know if it's I'll have totally that. worth I don't it. know if I have time to li- to see the at the ending. I, uh, I, don't, I, know, I don't know how long is that going to take. Yeah. Who has I binge time for watched that, it. I binge watched it. Who it has so time? For that? You know what? I got time for that. Ain't nobody got time. For I'm that. watching Bosch right now, and that's got like six Bosch. seasons, I think, so far. The only every time I it's hear good, the though. name the Bosch, the plugs are good. Yeah. The bo- Mr. And of Pat course, Kaneen in the house. Where's your damn mask, man? What do you think this is? An NFL draft room with the family gathered? Wash your hands, man. <laughs> what are you, Philly Efkin? What the heck are you talking about? What? I have no idea what he's talking about on Twitch. Oh, yes, you did. But that's from the movie. Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. Ah, yes, indeed, kids. It is the end of another week. This is week three, Harry. If you're scoring at home, this is the end of our third week on Sirius XM Channel 211. 
flying by. It, it really is, and it's kind of weird to say that, but I agree with you. It's, you'd think since we have so little to do, yes. in other words, like outside of doing the show, the preparation is extensive, though, and that's what yeah. makes the days go by faster, too. You know, start right. at 9 in the morning, and then at 6 o'clock at night, we're doing post-production stuff. So I love it because mm -hmm. it keeps your mind involved, even if there's no sports. We've got a think, purpose. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Like, a, not, like, not, like dogs have a purpose, too. Mm -hmm. But this show has a purpose. We're here for one reason and one reason alone, to fill time, <laughs> to entertain. <laughs> we're sort of like Bob Hope without the dancing girls and uh, – you know, gigantic uh, aircraft carriers. Well, when you us. go see the troops, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. we're entertaining the troops out there, giving you information. We got uh, rounds two and three of the draft. We've been breaking it down. You know, you know who didn't make a pick last night? The Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, that and the New England Patriots. That's right, because they dra they they moved traded out. out. They did trade out, and they picked up seventy-two more fourth-round picks. It's unbelievable. They, I think, they, didn't they make the trade with uh, did the Chargers? Right. Yes. Right. The Patriots. Have an early second pick tonight. They've got an early third. They've got a total of four third round picks. How many? Four. four. And two fourth round picks. So ho Hoodie's going to be wheeling and dealing. They're going to take a bunch of players tonight. And of course, the Bears didn't have a first round pick right. either. We're talking about the Patriots had a first round pick. Is that still from the Trubisky move? I'm not sure. That the Bears I... lost their first round pick. I don't, I've, I've lost track, but. So has the so have the Bear fans yeah, at this point. They're exactly. trying to forget about it. But uh, we have second-round action tonight. And is there any doubt in any way, shape, or form that the New England Patriots do not draft a quarterback this year? Um, or do they say, would that upset Jared Stillman? Stidham? I mean, Stidham. Yeah. Stillman. I'm thinking of, uh, what's her name's husband? Not husband, her boyfriend. Oprah. Oh, yeah. No, Stedman. No, no, no. That's Stedman. Stedman. That's Stedman. I don't know what's wrong with me today. What's his first name again? <laughs> Stedman? I don't know. I don't think he has a first name. It's I think just he Stedman. just goes she just by knows Stedman. Madonna she or says, Cher. get out. She just yeah. says, Stedman, are you in the house? Get out. You know, the, the Patriots have the, what, the fifth pick in the second round. If Jake Fromm is still on the board from Georgia, I, could see, grab the, I could see them taking him. Is that a stone-cold, guaranteed, no. lead pipe, NFL mock draft, round two lock? No Buffalo Bills either, of course. Right. I didn't say everybody had a pick in the first round. Stedman Graham. Stedman's his first name. His last name is Graham. Oh, he really? I didn't yes. even know that. Yeah, I thought it was his uh, last name, did. too. He's just I don't known think, as Stedman. It's like a soccer player. Just one name. I don't think even Oprah knows what his name, no? full name is. He's just a beard, I think, or something <laughs> like that. But I don't know. Jeez. Who am I? I'm not judging. He's six foot seven, you know. Really? Yeah, he's tall. I wonder if he has hoop game. He's got to. If you're six seven and you're a brother and you can't dunk. Well, I mean, I, I think if you're six seven, <laughs> period, you had better be able to play, shoot a little basketball. It's kind of awkward being tall and not uh, being able to play hoop, right? Exactly. No, Andrew Luck is not. Not Stedman Sheely, of course. No. Remember him? Yeah. Stedman Sheehy was. I don't think it was Sheely. That's good stuff. Um, Stedman Graham did play college basketball did at Harden Simmons. Oh, Harden okay. Simmons. Well, that's like a maybe a Division three school or something. It's but right, anyway, man. it's a good it's job. Right. And now and Ball State too. He was a Ball State guy. That's what it says up there. Isn't Dan Patrick a Ball State guy? No, he went to Dayton. Dayton. You know who yeah. else went to Dayton? John right? Gruden. You know who else went to Dayton? 
Michael, Michael Schmidt. Schmidt. He's from Dayton. He's from Dayton. I don't think he went to college. No, he went yet. to Miami of Ohio, I believe. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's out This near, is good. This is good uh, Ohio knowledge right here. I'll tell you. You're not getting that anywhere. Even Bob and Tom don't have this kind of Ohio knowledge <laughs> because they're in Indianapolis when they were doing their show. You know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, we'll keep you up to date on the drafts and movement. And we mentioned that uh, last hour, Adam Schefter was talking about there could be 20 guys in the second round, according to people who follow this stuff closely, mm-hmm. not this random guy on Twitter. Well, we, let's, go, oh, let's go to San Antonio. Let's find out if Stedman is down there right now. Let's find out if the man is upset that the fan was not named after him, even though he purchased said fan and should at least have a plaque. How about if we get an engraved little uh, plaque and put it on the, and glue it onto the side of the fan, even though it's not named after him, to commemorate the purchase that he made with his own hard-earned money? A.J. in San Antonio. What up, man? Well, yeah, everybody at the office is wondering why I am wearing a black armband over my right arm. Well, first of all, in what are you, memoriam. Why what are you, are you doing in your office? What kind of office is this? <laughs> This is in memoriam of San Antonio. <laughs> I am in mourning. <laughs> but aren't you home working? You're not working. You're not out on the road, no, are you? No, he's essential. He's uh, going well, out I'm and about. Critical and essential. Yeah. I'm out and about. So you're just like us, I mean, in other words. Uh, yeah, yeah, out and about. Well, I mean, who? I got to rip whoever's decision it was not to make shows like yours critical and, sen- and essential. I mean, that goes without saying. What do you mean? We are. That's why we're on the yeah. air. If we were not yeah, deemed critical and essential, mayor, the mayor would have goons down here pulling us out of here. It would be oh, police tape that, around exactly. this house. Exactly. We would have yell- there, you know, the there's yellow a bench tape. right around the corner from here. There's a little square yeah. where the Joey Giardello statue it. is. Yeah. And there's three there's little tape. park benches. They have police tape yeah. around three benches. So people don't congregate. So people can't sit down on a bench. In one of the hev- most heavily trafficked neighborhoods in the city, in the in a restaurant district, you've been there, AJ. Is that not a uh, national outrage? That is a national outrage, and that's what I wish. You, I mean, if it wasn't for this sh- lockdown, you guys would be doing satellite shows all over town. You're damn right. The I'd be playing satellite from Dave Matthews' band and getting high without even smoking because everybody else around me would be smoking. Well, you do that tune. without a lockdown or anything like that. That's, now, you know, can you, you use the? Can the armband that you're using to uh, to, to uh, memorialize the yes. the fan not being named after you can that be fashioned into a Corona va- mask? You know that that's not a bad idea. You know, in fact, you know a lot of people, you know, that the, their masks have the Cowboys logo on it. Is that a violation? You can't ca- <laughs> no, you can't catch anything with the Cowboys. Oh, on it, you know what I'm I, I messed up your wow. joke. I didn't mean to. Like, well, you, you got at least finished the punchline. No, wait a minute. Aren't you a cow- aren't you a cowboy fan? Yeah, I'm a cowboy fan, and I've got. I mean, I mean, look. I mean, if there's anybody who's mastered social distancing, it's the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys from a Super Bowl for 23 years. Wow. I was there. I remember it well. That is, this is good. See, when you could be a self-deprecating cowboy fan, yeah. because most of them aren't. No. Now, C.D. Right. Lamb, you know, he falls into your lap there. And so, yeah. when you saw that last night, as a longtime Dallas Cowboy fan living in San Antonio. What were your thoughts? Did you say, oh, screw the Eagles? They did it to us a couple of years ago when they got Dallas Goddard and moved ahead, and now we got the guy that they were going to take. What were your thoughts? Damn straight. But, I, you, know, it, 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 you know, you look at it, and is, it, is this another talented wide receiver whose career we can run down the toilet, or is this somebody who's actually, you know, going to have an NFL career that translates? I mean, this guy had 170-something catches for the Sooners. He had about 3,300 yards in his career. 
you know, 32 touchdowns and an average catch of about 19 yards. And all I hear about him is how how subpar his uh, his combine combine was. I mean, I, 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 I'd give my left arm to have a 40-yard dash of 4.5, you know, and, you know, his 34-and-a-half-inch vertical, I mean, that's about 30 inches more than I can jump. Well, yeah, most but of us. I, mean, I, I like it. Yeah. And you're not even I, a white I, I, dude. And you're not even a white dude. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> don't discriminate. Don't discriminate. No, I'm not. I'm pointing out that you are a person of color. <laughs> I am a person of color. But you know what? I, I like the pick. I mean, he's a Texas guy. He went to Foster High School outside of Houston. Mm-hmm. Hello. Uh, I remember hearing him in, uh, when he was in high school, which is just outside of Sugar Land, Richmond, Texas, actually. And I, I, it's a great pick. I mean, I don't know how, you know, you know what's going to happen with Amari Cooper. You know, I mean, you know, who knows what's going to happen. We need a wide receiver. Uh, you know, I'm kind of curious what they're going to do in the second round. I mean, there's a little buzz that they're going to go after Jalen Johnson from Utah, cornerback, cornerback, or they might go after another edge edge rusher for, uh, for uh, uh, Jonathan Grenard uh, from Florida. So, I mean, you know, the, they could the, also, the Cowboys. They could also get a ahead. center, too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He retired, you know, and, and the Cowboys, they draft great. It's, you know, do they hold on to him or do they run somebody's career down the toilet? Mm. Now, come on, man. Uh, How can you have any faith? But you see the beam on that. What, well, by the way, do you know the beam on uh, Jerry's yacht? That's a good boat. That's a nice yacht right there. That's not a boat. That's an aircraft carrier, not a yacht. I know. I mean, it is. My I've seen pictures of it from outside. I need to go in there. I need to get Troy Aikman to get me in there with Jerry one day. I want to get inside Jerry's yacht. Because, you know, the Cowboy guys, Michael Irvin. You know, Troy Aikman, mm-hmm. Emmett Smith. Those are your boys. Jay Novacek. Where's that thing docked? Where was he? Wherever he wants to. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't even need water. That boat is so awesome, it'll float. I think he has, like, jets that, you know, like the aircraft, the, what do you call them, those Harrier jets? Yeah. Where they lift up straight. I think Jerry's boat will go over land, too. And right, oh, it'll yeah? It'll go all the way into the middle of, te- there it is. Look at that bait. Yeah. Wow. Well, it does look like an aircraft carrier. Jeez. Yeah, but they, he brought it down to Miami, you know. For the Super Bowl, oh, yeah. of course. Yeah, of course. He was going to bring it to so, Philly for the draft, but there's too much debris in the uh, in the Delaware River, and he didn't want to get scratched up. Man, that's you know what I'm awesome. <laughs> that's a beautiful ship right there, man. That's got to be $2 oh. $3 million right there. Oh, you think? No, no, yeah. <laughs> Actually, got a helipad $250 on million. Yeah, dollars a quarter of a billion I, dollars. Of course, Robin. I was joking. I know, I know. how much boats cost. No, I'm, I'm just a saying, captain. stating... This one is two hundred fifty. Two hundred and fifty. Does that have a helipad on it? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's got everything. Did you say? Did you say you're a captain? Absolutely. Not Captain Stavin. No, no, he's a friend though. I used to go out with him in Marina Del Rey whenever I would, during the day when I was off. I'd go take a stroll oh. down the docks with him. It's amazing the kind of people he would run into down there, Harry. You're a captain and a minister. Yeah. Exactly right. God, you have it all yeah. covered. I'm multi-facility. I'm multi-purpose. You can marry somebody on land and at sea. Exactly Jeez. right. Not Captain Noah, not Captain Morgan, not Captain Chaos. Not Captain Crunch. Exactly. And while Jerry was on his yacht last night making the pick, socially distanced from his daughter and son, perfectly in the middle with the beautiful big, you see the big, uh, the big windows on the side? There weren't portholes there, Robin. There weren't por- Those were windows. Mm. And you couldn't see in, but you could only see out. How about that? Two hundred fifty million. How long is that baby? Because it's the length and the width when you have a boat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what's the What's the beam on that thing? I don't know. Three hundred fifty-seven foot long. It says. Wow, that's the length. That's yeah. like the length of a football field. Yeah. 
And well, he, when they lift a when they lift a lockdown, you got to do a remote on Jerry's yacht. Absolutely, I want. I definitely want to be there because you know I'm, I'm I'm I could probably I could pilot that boat. A uh, 357 foot yacht. Yeah. By made by Bravo Eugenia, and it cost him a hundred million dollars more than he purchased the Cowboys for in 1989. Wow. The vessel has a spa, a sauna, a steam room, massage room, plunge pool, a full gym, and two, not one, but two two helicopter helicopter pads, pads. baby. And a big liquor cabinet. Oh, yeah. And you know what else I'm sure they've had on there many, many (laughs) times in the past? Not maybe Jerry, but... Exactly right, man. There's a whole lot of Johnny Walker blue in there, baby. <laughs> How can you not love that, man? I know. God bless uh, Jerry Jones, man. You know, you can hate the Cowboys all you want. Yes, but God you can't bless. hate the man. No, you can't. Love Jerry, Jerry Jones. All right, brother. All right, man. Good luck. And we're going to get the plaque made. Once we can get to a plaque store, they're not essential right now. I'm going to get some trophies. I'm going to get some plaques. Mm. Maybe another trophy wife. We'll see what we need. We'll get it going. Thank you, AJ. Jess was coming up, Harry. I'm almost nervous now. DP. Dan Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Tony and Harry. Dan Patrick. Joining us next here. He's scheduled to appear at least. Is he going to bag? No. No. No No way. No way. We're coming right back. <laughs> yeah, those, uh, they're not portholes. They look like they're light fixtures. What they're is that like, in the boat? Yeah, yeah this is yeah. inside the boat. They look like they're some kind of light fixtures with, like, frosted glass. Yeah. Or something. It looks a little cheesy to me. Uh, have, I, don't really, have, I don't really like that. What do you, you think you're going to get for $250 million? Like, Wood paneling? Yeah. I mean, that looks a little weird. Checkerboard floors? They are light fixtures, but they're made to look like portholes. Yeah. Because there are no round portholes on that vessel. Do you know that? Still not as cool as this one. No, I I, I agree. No. That (laughs) that (laughs) is awesome. That's cool. Yeah. But you can't take that with you. I mean, you can't travel the world in the house in in Scottsdale. You can go around the world in that house in Scottsdale if you know the right people. Imagine what he's got. He's got a crew, a full-time crew on that boat. What that costs oh to maintain? God. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's got to be twenty million dollars a year just to pay for the the captain, all the crew, and and the where fuel. you can, you can only park, you can only dock park, that yeah. certain places, exactly. I and mean, you got to, you know, you can't park that thing That's anywhere. Right. <laughs> no, I mean most most uh, like you need most a flight exclusive plan. most exclusive uh, marinas yeah. have space for that. Absolutely. Like, if he came to Atlantic City and went to the old Trump Marina, which is now over there, mm-hmm. yeah. back there, uh, heart, what's the, what is it called back there? Borgata and Golden yeah. Nugget. That used to be Trump Marina. Mm-hmm. You could put that, that, that yacht back there. That's bigger than Tiger Woods's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's actually the same, almost the same length as a football field. It's longer, I think. No, longer. Yeah, it's yeah, longer. It's because I just said that, Robin. It's, it's, it's no, no, no. 100 yards is 300 feet. This is 350. 300, yeah. 120 yards is 300. That includes feet. the end zones. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. yes. So it's 360 feet is the full football field from end to end with the end with zones. With end zones, yeah. Because yeah. it's 100 yards, and then you tack on 20. 30 how? yards in each end zone. 20. 20, 20 yards 20. in each the end zone. Boat was 10, 10 in each right. for 20. The boat was 357 or 367? 357, I think. I had a 357 once, but it's hard to get ammo right now. <laughs> That'll blow a hole right clean through you. Isn't that what he said? 
No, what was the revolver that uh, oh. Dirty Harry had? It's that like was a, a forty-four magnum. Oh, forty-four yeah. magnum. Yeah. yeah, not the yeah. three fifty-seven magnum. And if used property properly, it'll blow your head clean mm. off or something like that. I don't have that exactly right. But. How big is the USS Comfort? Oh, it's that's crushes Jerry. Oh yeah, that's that's a that's a massive ship. Yeah. But that's still, you know, that sh that ship at, at 350 feet, that's that I can go across the ocean. Oh, easy. Definitely. Yeah. Now, you're not going out in the wintertime across the at North Atlantic in that thing because that'll still bounce around big time. You don't realize how small a boat is. A, a, how, you know, you mm -hmm. think your boat is a nice-sized boat until yeah. you go out in the ocean and you realize yeah. you're just a speck. Yeah. Oh, here somebody's asking, and where is the yacht docked? Yeah, that's uh, what I want to know. Probably out in L uh, in California somewhere. No, no, it's probably no. down Texas. off the, uh, down in Texas, off of. Uh, well, this guy's hanging cat Galveston in LA area. All the time. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Jones. Here it is. Yacht. This is a forty-four Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world. It'll blow your head. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Jones' uh, yacht is docked in Miami. Miami uh, Island Gardens. Uh, we, yes. were down, we were right yeah. near Miami. We actually probably drove by it when we were in Miami. I don't know. I don't yeah, because when we came into the airport to pick up our rental car, we were driving by all of these major dives. It's where that strip club is. We saw – who did we see uh, – not Ludacris's yacht. Who was uh, it? Uh, Usher's. Usher. Usher's yacht down yep. there. Waiting on Dan. No Dan yet. He calling in? Yeah. Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. We were trying to figure out where Jerry's yacht is, is uh, birthed. And, of course, it's in Miami, in my Miami Garden. When Robin drove by it, the, the booby trap is the strip club. When the you booby come out, trap? That's the actual wow. name of it. That's the first thing we saw when we Not got the mouse rent. trap, which is in Panama City. No, no, that, that's good mouse trap yeah. knowledge. Mark Cuban's yacht, they're all in Miami Gardens. Mm. You know, because the water's clear there. Yeah. If you park it, like, in Gulfport, uh, Mississippi, or down in uh, Biloxi, uh, Galveston, which oh. is the closest port in, when you go straight south to the Gulf now, of Mexico. Now, is it straight south or is it east? I think it's straight down south. Okay. Because the Gulf of Mexico is due south. So you go down Galveston? Go down like Galveston. Like down the shore? Galveston. And then you, you listen to the song from the great... The great... Glenn Campbell? Glenn Campbell. Oh, yeah. Another one of his great songs, Robbie. <sighs> Jimmy Webb wrote that one, too. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Now, Dan hasn't called in yet, right? Well, it's not 520 what? yet. It's technically... So what happens if Dan Patrick blows me off on his own channel? I think I that's know. a clear indication that he doesn't want us on his channel. Yeah, here's, Give me a little Galveston. here's Galveston here right go. here. Galveston, oh Galveston. I still hear now this is, you approve of this, right, Harry? This is phenomenal. Okay. Kidding me? I still see Love Glenn Campbell. Yeah. She was 21. She was 21. At least she wasn't 16 like most of the other songs prior to this, remember? Neil yeah. Sedaka. Yeah. Back in the 60s, yeah. every girl was 16 in the song. Jeez. Creepy. Unbelievable. Yeah. Glenn Campbell, that's you got to give him respect. Not just for being one of the all-time greats, but the fact that the girl in Galveston was 21. Right. 
Well, Jimmy Webb wrote it. He, well, wrote, yeah, you know, exactly. he made sure that he, was, he wasn't going to get Glenn in trouble. And you figured you know? down south. You yeah, know, you're they saying, bend the rules. You know, because in some of those states, the, the, the age of consent's like 14. Right, right, yeah. So yeah. give Jimmy Webb love for saying she was 21 in Galveston. Right, and he's a Long Island guy, too. Exactly. Jimmy Webb. Meanwhile, ladies and gentlemen, he did. He must have his clock synchronized because I was getting a little antsy at 518. You were getting worried. 519, I'm thinking, will Dan Patrick remember? Will he blow me off? Will he give me the blessing, as we used to say in the Christmas vacation? Remember when the blessing? The blessing. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time ever on Dan Patrick Radio, Sirius XM 211, the man himself, who finally, and I'm glad I got you on today, Dan, because I just want to get that last Tampa Bay shirt before you have to shut it down. Before the cease and desist comes through? We already took it down. We, the, you know, Tom Brady's lawyers reached out and very polite with a cease and desist. So we had a pre-cease and desist sale, and uh, we we stopped uh, selling the last Tampa Bay T-shirt uh, right after the show today. I can't believe you actually went that long before they stopped you. <laughs> well, they said, you know, the 27th of this month, and then I told my guys, I said, let's not take this up to midnight, you know, the 27th. Let's just, how about we just do it at the end of the show on Friday? Let Tom have his trademark. You know, the guy needs something positive in his life, and I'm happy that Tom could get, you know, maybe sell some t shirts that say Tampa Bay on it. I really am. I'm happy for it. Is that why he called Howard Stern instead of you? Because you were ripping him off and selling t shirts? I don't know that, but a source close to a source that I know. Uh, Said no, that's not the case. Oh, okay. You know, because I, you know, as an investigative journalist from way back when, those are the kinds of angles I look at, Dan. As you well know, going back to oh, our, yeah. our days, I wasn't a tag team partner, but I was part of that uh, group of uh, whatever we called ourselves back then in the early 90s. I don't know what we were. It was a mess, is what we were, because for some reason, I came in on Saturday night for six hours to do radio at ESPN and didn't get paid for it. But I, I did have fun because you were there, and uh, we had uh, Overman was there, Chuck was there. So it, it, it was a lot of fun. But for some reason, I don't know why I kept going in every Saturday and not getting paid. It was, there was a magnet in that studio because, you know, back then, ESPN TV was the only entity. There was no ESPN2, no ESPN News. So radio was the first entity. And a lot of the Sports Center guys, Berman, you name it, Tommy Jackson, Dick Vitale, yeah. they would get off the set doing highlights. And, you know, you can't really expound or give any of your long opinions for more than 30 seconds. And so everybody wanted to come in there and do radio. And we had free food. We were catered. So that was the other draw. Wow. <laughs> I would get done with Sports Center sometimes, and I would try to sneak by ESPN Radio so I didn't have to go in and do it. But you had some – you had producers. You know, you have these uh, – guys in the Diamond District in New, in New York, and they're always looking to see if somebody is going into a store to buy diamonds, and then they'll go and approach you and say, come on over and go into our store. That's what you had at ESPN Radio. You had guys out front looking for people to bring into the, into the club there, and uh, it, it felt like I got sucked in there. I'd get done at 12 o'clock, and then they'd bring me in so I could do an hour of radio after I'd done Sports Center. And it was the best hour in radio history yeah. because everybody oh, was exhausted. Yeah. We'd do six hours going into the seventh <laughs> hour, the one, the midnight hour. We would look yeah. for we would look for things on TV. We would look for pornographic videos and things. Of course, they weren't <laughs> on the air there though. We would look. We would watch Telemundo 
looking for dancing. We weren't, Tom, remember, we weren't even allowed to take phone calls. I know. ESPN and our boss, John Walsh, we'd be on the air for six hours, and you couldn't take any phone calls. It was and seven thought, hours, Dan. We were on from 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. Oh, I didn't. I had. I had it in my deal. I got to leave at midnight. I couldn't stay That's later. That's right. I remember. But yeah, but it was still. It was torture. That all was is just we would sit there and talk to one another, and you go, I don't even know if anybody's listening. <laughs> uh, and maybe they, nobody was listening, but we started out as weekend radio at ESPN. Oh God. Oh, and all these years later, you're still going strong. Yeah. And uh, you stay the yeah. same age. Although I, <laughs> you know, I remember when when I when I moved to L.A. and we were both working for DirecTV, or actually Content Factory, and then DirecTV, and I would fill in. And they would fly me from L.A. all the way to your studios in Connecticut to fill in for you back in those days, man. I know. I know. It's a lot of fun, man. And then the guys, Crazy. how long have you, because you've been with your guys, and they've been loyal, and they've been with you from day one, the yeah. Danettes. And I see, and you know, I ran into you in Miami. At, of course, we had to go in. It was like everybody in media on the Sunday night of Super Bowl week before it started, where did they go? Joe Stonecrab. And there's Dan yeah. and all the Danettes, and then there's Clay Travis and his people, and then I come walking in, and everything stopped when I walk in. But I guess you can understand. Well, they, it, they stop because they go, oh, my God, he's still alive. <laughs> oh, wow. Does that make me a brunette? Yes, you're a brunette. Yes, okay. yeah. Well, you do have well, you're a little gray in there. Yeah, though, it's Harry. a little yes, gray sir. now. Yeah. Dan Patrick joining us. So, obviously, the show's gone great. I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. I remember back when... You used to think I was good at radio back in the day. When you when you had your game going, you were as good as anybody. You 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 could do it and do it well, and you had this ability to get riled up about something. And and I, you know, some do it and they fake it when they're riled up. Like you, you would get into it, and I could tell that you were really into it. And and I always appreciated that. You always had enthusiasm. You you weren't afraid. And, I, I, you know, there's just there's a lot of qualities, a lot of traits with people in this business who are successful, and, and you certainly have those. And that, that's why when they reached out and said, hey, Tony, you know, uh, can we put him on the uh, channel on Sirius XM? And I said, absolutely. You know, I, I always appreciated your personality and your, your love for doing good radio. And uh, so I, I'm happy for you and, and happy to have you part of the lineup. So is this the official blessing now? Do we have to do we have incense or uh, holy water or essential oils that you can anoint me with? We don't want to do the essential oils again. You tricked me that one time after I got off Sports Center and you said, "Hey, I got some essential oils." And we went over to the Radisson, and I went, wait a minute here. This has nothing to do with any I thought of. Yeah, but we always had the bathtub full of beer, though. I know sure. we did. We were so sad because here we are, and I was doing pretty well with Oberman on SportsCenter, but if people really saw sort of how we managed our lives back then, how we were treated, a big night was we got through with Sports Center, got through with radio. We'd go over to your room at the Radisson and have an entire bathtub full of beer. And that would, we would sit around and talk as if we hadn't done that for six or seven hours prior to. But, but that was like being was in quarantine. That was quarantine yeah, like, before quarantine was cool, Dan. Yeah, it's like five or six dudes sitting around talking, drinking beer. And I thought, and I loved it at the time. And then I realized, you know, there are actually other things 
could do uh, that might be more interesting than that. But, hey, at the time, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Dan Patrick, you can hear him every day. You can see him every day on YouTube. You can hear him on uh, Fox Sports Radio. Is there anything you're not on right now other than, you know, alcohol, unless you started drinking <laughs> on a Friday afternoon? No, I'm going to wait. I'm, I, uh, I wait till 7 o'clock. That's, uh, that, that's my rule. 7 o'clock, then I have uh, a beverage and uh, have some tequila tonight. Get ready for the second and third round of the draft. Now, is that um, a standard or is that, is that uh, uh, you know, self-quarantined hours? Or is that a regular routine regardless of what the state of the country is? Oh, it, yeah, this is, this is pre-quarantine. This will be post-quarantine. And, but it is, you know, I just sit down in my basement and, uh, you know, I, I'm fine. I, I have my own quarantine where my wife and kids, they don't come down to the basement, so it works out well. Now, you're doing your show. You're still in the studio, though, up there in yeah. Connecticut, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's about, uh, I don't know, three miles from my house, but I, I cut my staff in half to come into the studio. Everybody else works from home. Three of the Danettes work from home, and I just wanted to cut down on the number of people in there. So we have five people total. Holly comes in, and uh, we're separated by you know the, uh, the glass there and uh it, it's good i just go to work and i go right home i don't i don't do any shopping i don't go anywhere uh i've, I've tried to cut down on any kind of so, socializing that i can yeah i mean we were lucky i mean the super bowl happened and then robin and i were in new york in early february after the super bowl we went to new york actually in mid-february and that's when everybody started talking about the virus. And here we are walking in midtown Manhattan, and everybody's out in the streets, and we're going to the Chinese restaurants, and nobody's thinking. that. So I may already have had it and have gotten not over even it known and it. not even yeah. know it. You ever think that, Dan? Like when you're morning, you wake up, and you say, yeah, I feel a little warm today. You know, we're not hypochondriac. Like, I'm sure Keith, our good friend Keith Oberman, has thought, probably has thought many times that he had the coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> I... I, I, you know, my wife asked me every day, how do you feel? Because I, I went through, you know, some health issues, and uh, my immune system was so, totally compromised a, a year ago. And, you know, I'm talking to my doctor, and my doctor said, you know, you can't, you can't get this. I go, oh, so I'm immune from it? She goes, no, no, you, you can't get this. And I went, oh, and she goes, yes, it could be fatal for you. And I go, okay. So, you know, my wife says, what the doctor said? And I said, well, she said, I can't get this. And she goes, how is it you can't get it, but all of us can? I go, no, 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 I can't get this. And she goes, or? And I go, dot, dot, dot. She goes, okay, then we'll make sure you don't get this. My son is in Singapore. He leaves after the Super Bowl, goes to Singapore. He's over there, and so we don't, you know, we, all of a sudden everything, just all hell breaks loose. There's quarantines, shutting things down. You can't fly out. And, and so we don't know what's going on. So now all of a sudden I got, I go, you take inventory, and I got four kids. So I got one in Ohio, one in L.A., one in Vermont, one in Singapore. And I'm going, how do I get everybody home and safe? But then they can't come home because I can't be around them. Hmm. And I went to Vermont uh, with the dog and quarantined up there for nine days. And came back and, and you know, basically just, you know, you roll the dice and say, I hope everybody's safe and uh, so far so good. My son comes back from Singapore Singapore tomorrow morning, and then we can't even say, we can't even hug him. We're going to leave a car at the airport at Newark. 
He gets off the plane with his fiance. They're going to take the car up to Vermont. All we can do is wave to him. Like, it's just crazy. Crazy trying to figure this stuff out. That's way too much information that I just gave you. No, way no. I mean, you know, a lot of people can relate to that, Dan, because we have friends. Our, our, our buddy Joe Krause here, he had a daughter, and he had to go get her. She had to come back, and then he did the same thing. She had to fly back from college. And then they had to get a car to pick her up. And then no, she came back from Europe. From Europe, but I mean, she was down. She went down to Cape May, New Jersey. Right. right? He left the car in D.C. for yeah. her, stocked with some food, and then she went uh, to their second house out in in Cape May. To yeah, quarantine. a lot of people are doing. I mean, especially when you know my kids are grown. I mean, I have, I'm a granddad, and I haven't even been able to see my new grandson who was born in January because he's down in oh, Maryland. Yeah. And you know, so we can do FaceTime now. You know, I don't do the Zoom thing though. House it's, party? You do, do you do that? How, no, I, I saw no. House Party, though. <laughs> oh, House Bunny. That's what Dan no, was in. Yeah, he was in the House yeah, Bunny. I was, I, was, I was in House Bunny. By the way, Anna Ferris was wonderful. She was. <laughs> I didn't really know her, and she obviously didn't, had no idea who I was. And uh, so I was the police officer in there. And, and my scene has to do with a sexual act for, she thinks I'm asking for a sexual act. And, you know, Sandler thought it was really funny. Uh, you know, to put me in a compromising position. But I just remember, I said to Sandler, I said, this Anna Ferris, she's really funny, really talented. And all of a sudden, Anna Ferris becomes, you know, this big star. And I go back to, oh, my God, my scene with her is embarrassing. But she was a champ. She, she was great. What did your family say when they saw that scene, Dan? Uh, oh, boy. Uh, well, I, I, I they... I tell them it's acting. I always say it's it's just acting. Sandler gives me a scene, and I do the scene. That's what great actors do. You know, I, I get immersed in my role. And then I did a, a, a scene in Blended with Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler, and Sandler thinks it's funny because I'm I'm uh, I got a girlfriend or I'm married, and it's the woman from the Goldbergs, Wendy Kobe McClendon or something like that. Sandler goes, Danny, why don't you, uh, why don't you kiss her during the scene? That's not, not in the script. I don't even know. I'm just meeting her on the set. We're going to rehearsal. My daughter is working on the movie set and is walking by when Sandler says, hey, Danny, why don't you kiss her? So we do the scene, and at the very end of the scene, I'm kissing a woman I don't even know. And then we get done with the scene, and my daughter goes, are you going to tell mom? I, go, <laughs> <laughs> I said, yes, honey. I, I, it's in the scene because I know, but you're kissing another woman. I go, I know, but it's acting. Because okay, you tell that to mom. And I went, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I've had a couple of those moments with Sandler where, you know, it's a, it's a little bit awkward, but making out with somebody on camera, the greats do it. And, uh, you know, I consider myself pretty fortunate. You know, this is the price you have to pay, you know. Yes. Are you now, You because I heard you with Adam last week, and obviously yeah. you guys are real tight. Are you contractually obligated to be in every Adam Sandler film ever recorded or ever made? Yes. Oh, I just check. People ask <laughs> me that all the time. Well, he always writes a role. It's, it's, I don't ask for it. He'll just say, Danny, got a role for you. And I go, all right, send me the script. And I just shot one on the case this last summer where I play a school principal, and you go in for one day, you spend about 12 or 14 hours shooting it, and then I'm done. Uh, I did the movie with 
Jennifer Aniston and Nicole Kidman when we went to Hawaii, where I play the uh, nightclub owner. And that was a week where we were out there. But usually they're just one off, one or two days at the most. But Sandler, always, he'll, he'll just say, Danny, got a good role for you. Got a good role for you. So as long as he keeps going, and I think I've been in 17 of his movies. So wow. now, here's, the, here's the question, though. When I die at the Academy Awards, do I get up there in memory of? Do I, do I make it on the big screen when they look back on all the actors and actresses who have passed away that past year? The only way that would happen, I think, Dan, is that if Adam Sandler actually won an Academy Award, which many people well, thought he got screwed out of one. This uncut gems, he might get one. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. No, he yeah. didn't. They stiffed him. He didn't get an Academy Award. They already had well, he didn't him. get nominated. Exactly. He that's didn't? the outrage. Oh, no, that's the, outrageous. Then you, you missed the, the Ricky Jervis Academy Awards where he ripped everybody, and, and Adam Sandler was not even nominated for Uncut Gems, which many people think is his greatest movie ever. Well, he deserved ever. to be nominated. Next to, of course, the golf movie. Well, yeah. Uh, Happy Gilmore. Happy yeah. Gilmore, the greatest. And, uh, and by the way, the greatest <laughs> scene ever. Is it, not, is it not Bob Barker? Yeah. The price is wrong, bitch. I mean, has there ever been a better line uttered by anyone in cinematic history? But Bob Barker, Sandler told me, Barker was not going to lose. He couldn't lose in, in that scene. He wouldn't, he wouldn't allow it to be written where he lost that fight with Sandler. And like, he was really competitive. And Sandler said surprisingly athletic. But he, he wanted to make sure that he won because he would not lose a fight to Sandler to Happy Gilmore. And it was the greatest. It's a, it's an unbelievable Classic. scene, unbelievable scene. I know, I know. So now, so you're you're going to chill for the weekend, stay inside, right? Self, now you know because we had a lot of self, social distancing and stay at home uh, orders defied in round one of the NFL draft. I mean, there were a lot of, there were a lot of house parties going on there, and I'm surprised no one was sent in to arrest those people. Well, I thought that Tonga Bailoas, it seemed like they were multiplying when I when I was watching. They were like I don't there was more than six and I it looked like there were about nine or ten people. Uh, the the Mike Grable situation, I have no idea what that was. <laughs> we are we're all still trying to figure it out. But I, I thought it was a scene out of, of breaking bad or you know, it could have been a if, if Tarantino had produced that. You had, you had somebody on the toilet in the background. Now, did but. you wait? Because I, I said, I said this. Everybody says the same thing. I can't imagine. I think it's just a guy with shorts on sitting at a, on his phone in a room, an adjoining room, and in a reflection. In a reflection. How could you have somebody sitting on a toilet in a room full of children, <laughs> and where he's taking a dump, so to speak? Tony, don't, don't, don't ruin it. Okay. Don't, don't let the facts get in the way of a yes. story. And by the way, is there any doubt Cliff Kingsbury's Scottsdale Diggs stole the show? I wish he was still dating Holly Saunders because <laughs> that was that was right out of billion. Mm-hmm. Like he's a baller. Oh yeah, like, yeah. If, if I would have said, "Hey, what does this guy do for a living?" If you just saw that picture, you'd probably go, "Drug." He looked like he was some drug star exactly. with a house like that. I mean, that, that was right out of blow. I mean, it <laughs> well, was, all that was missing was the glass table with yeah. the dusting. And Johnny a, Depp doing <laughs> lines. Johnny Depp yeah. doing lines yeah. right there on his knees. Oh, my God. That was, that's quite a... 
And then you and then you had Belichick looking like a sixth grade teacher grading papers on his table, and he's just there by himself. <laughs> it was it was good. It was entertaining. I I, I applaud ESPN and and uh, the NFL for pulling that off. I no, think I agree. I, I thought I thought uh, Trey Wingo did a great job. I mean that was hard to pull off. But there is one picture that somebody posted that was faked, and that was the Arizona Cardinal pick. Oh, yeah. Did you see the picture that somebody yeah. put on there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you do yeah. that, Dan? Because I didn't even know no, who that guy no. was. And it's surprising that I don't know that guy because I know a lot of people in the industry. <laughs> but uh, that wasn't really there last night, right? I don't think so. <laughs> but you saw it, though. It's amazing how everybody has seen the doctored <laughs> picture of Roger Goodell with the Arizona Cardinals. And how come they couldn't find 12 people for the, for the, for the Los Angeles Chargers to fill up the 12 boxes on the screen? Attendance is down for Charger games, Tony. You know that. They should, they should have just put some Steeler fans in there, you know, yeah. like when the Steelers oh, yeah. played out there. The picture of Ben Roethlisberger when he had the big beard. Remember oh, yeah, that yeah, one yeah. recently where he looked like yeah. a Cro-Magnum man? He looked like he oh, was yeah. in uh, – What's the scene in the movie where what's his uh, It's one of the memes where he always looks and smiles. The actor that got the beard. What's the one? It's a it's a popular meme where he like nods his head, and I can't think of the movie now. That's what happens when you get old, man. That would have been a great payoff, son. I know it wasn't really a joke. It was just trying to think of the the <laughs> people. Really, who, really well done. Thank you, well thank researched. you, thank Maybe you. Maybe Miss Robin could help you out. I don't know. Well, well, Harry's not helping me I'm at not, all. I'm here. not helping. Harry's ready no, to I drink. Know that. <laughs> <laughs> When you said you wanted to do this show, you said, basically, I'm doing it solo. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, and Tony goes, well, I can't count on my partner. And no, goes, that's oh. not true. Harry's one of my greatest partners. <laughs> I know. You said great friends, but, you know, kind of tough as a co-anchor. Oh, wow. <sighs> Dan know, Patrick, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I, I had beers with, with Dan one time. That's right. He said yeah. he has a Dan Patrick. Do you remember being in a, in, a, in a swimming pool? No, he doesn't remember. With Harry Mays in 1991. Where Nin- were you, Harry? We were at the, the Cable Ace Awards at the Lowe's oh. Anatole Hotel in Dallas. And I, yeah. I met you in the pool, and I recognized who you were. Obviously, was it love from, at first sight? It was. It was. And I was, I was stalking him. And we drank a couple of beers, and we talked about the, you know, sports and the big show. And I told him he was so much better than Olbermann. And then we arranged to go out <laughs> that night after the awards ceremony, and he blew me off. No. Yep. Well, you mean you didn't want to spend more time with some stalker dude he <laughs> met in a pool at the Cable Ace Awards? <sighs> It was so uncomfortable where a guy comes up and he's in his bathing suit and 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 he and he gets close to you and he starts talking and I so I would back up and I'd hit the edge of the pool and I'd go oh my god I'm in trouble right he couldn't and, go anywhere no and then like you zeroed in and then I thought golly this is this is going to be bad uh, and, and you were very nice but I didn't blow you off. I don't think I won the award that night. Therefore, I I wasn't in a cheery mood. Yeah, and yeah. So I think that's what. It, yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. I like Aaron Rodgers after this. After the uh, after yeah. the the, the, uh, the Green Bay Packers drafted a quarterback last night in the first <laughs> round. Yeah, you're like yeah, you're like Jordan Love. Right. Like you just here you come. I didn't ask for you, and you won't leave. And you know I'm upset about it. That's. That's probably a good analogy. But I had there. board but shorts were, on. Board I, didn't, shorts? I didn't have a banana hammock. It was board shorts. Okay. So, yeah, I yeah. know. That was the 90s. Yeah, that was big in the yeah, 90s. Yeah, I got so. it. Yeah. 
Yeah, Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Patrick <laughs> yeah. giving us the blessing. Dan, uh, it's an honor to be on the Dan Patrick channel on Sirius XM 211. You know, I got hired when there was no sports. So what does that tell you about my career? I get a job. Everybody's losing their jobs, and I get a job exactly at the point where there's zero sports to talk about. Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't know if you've ever really truly been about sports. You're about entertainment, and there's a big difference in that. That's you can find entertainment in a lot of different things, not just sports. Is that good? That's a compliment, <laughs> I think. Yes. No. Yes. I couldn't yes. get a job at ESPN if I didn't know sports. You had to go into a room with John Walsh and tell you who the third line was of the Vancouver Canucks <laughs> that, before they would hire that you. Is, that is not true because the entertaining part of that is you telling the story that you were asked to do, tell the third, the third line for the Vancouver Canucks. You weren't asked to break yes, down. Yes, I was. And I actually okay. knew who the third line was for the Vancouver Canucks back in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> was, was Pablo Bure still there? Uh, yes, he was. Young in his okay. career. Come on, man. You're going to question my, my hockey knowledge? No, I'm not. I, I'm not. I, we got off to a bad start, I think. <laughs> we did. No, I'm not talking about today. I'm talking about, you know, 25 years ago we got off to a bad start. Not, today we're good. Oh, we're good. This, is, this is a normal conversation for uh, you and me. Well, Dan, thanks so much, man. Really appreciate it. And uh, great to be on. Me, you, Dan, and Rich Eisen. The old gang is back together again, sort of. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy that, uh, you know, you, you found some peace there and everything's good. And, uh, you know, I, I hope this lasts a long time, as long as you want it to go, son. Well, thank you, Dan. Appreciate it, man. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. I'd say we're all in this together, but that's a bunch of crap. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. See you, bro. Thank you, guys. See you, man. Thanks, Thanks, Dan Dan Patrick. We're coming back and wrap up the week next. Stick around. (laughs) This is Tony Bruno. That was funny. That was hysterical. Yeah. Uh, I know you were. That was funny. You made me feel uncomfortable, Harry. (laughs) Kept backing up, and all of a sudden, I'm up against the edge of the pool. That was pretty funny. What's that? It's going to be a short segment. Yeah, I know that. But I figured we could take it. We, we needed to take that, the distance. You know what that I'm saying? That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, I think he received technically the blessing when Dan said, okay, yeah, he can be on the, on the station. They, they, they narrowed it down to me or Dino Costa, I think. <laughs> Is that right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Is he on anywhere? I don't know. I think he's doing his own thing. Okay. You know, like a lot of people do when, yeah. when they're – because there's so many ways to stay on and do podcasts. And right. This was in Dallas, this photograph. For the, the Super Bowl? That yeah. was in Dallas Super Bowl, yeah. I was still redhead Because that's then. when NBC had the game that year, and then Dan and Keith were there. Oh, Remember yeah. they reunited Dan and Keith to do the right. Sunday night uh, NBC show. What's that? Sopranos. Sopranos. Um, this is, I saw the kid last, I didn't buy this. My producer in L.A. bought it for me because he was a big Sopranos fan and thought because I was Italian that I would like it. I don't hate it. And I have worn this at several occasions, like when I would go out to my jacuzzi in Venice, in my backyard, I'd put this on. You know, this was one of my favorite photographs Which behind one? you. You know who that is, don't you? <sighs> You know who that is? I find him so yummy. 
That's Hugh Jackman. Uh, not a fan. Wolverine. Oh, he's an amazingly talented guy, though. He's he so, can, do he can sing. Man. He's a great actor. And he's a great guy. He's really a nice guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. Um, why do I feel like I'm forgetting something right now? Because you probably are. Well, yeah, but for the show. That was a good way to bring him in with the... Uh, a yes. A, now you can get me your last T-shirt, the Glass Tampa yeah. Bay T-shirt. Oh yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> the timing was it was excellent for that. Yeah. He pulled early. You could have held. I would have held that thing right yeah. midnight on the twenty-seventh. Got a week to go. Well, I guess he didn't want to piss them off too much. I don't know. I may have had the attorney challenge that freaking challenge that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Lee in Seattle, I love the f quote unquote feud between Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds. They are. They are so yeah. funny together. And they've done a lot of great stuff. They've raised money for tons of different things because of that. Because he always goofs on, uh, on Wolverine, his character Wolverine. Oh, really? Jackman played Wolverine. And, and yeah, he, I know and he, he played, played that. And then he, of course, was uh, <laughs> Deadpool and he would make fun of him. In Tucker the 4748. Movie. All right, dad's gone. Break out the booze. I love the Deadpool. <laughs> Let's break out the booze Did and is, have. Is it, is it going to become a tradition like any other? Should I? If should that's. I, uh, I need ice. Oh, ice. I'll go get baby. the ice, ice, baby. It's upstairs in the freezer. Wash the hands. Robin, wash your hands. Wash the hands. I've got the cops here. Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. All right, it is the official end of the week celebration. Busting out the cups. The vodka's coming. I had to send Robin upstairs to get the ice. Yeah, she's got to wash the hands first, though. Yeah. Stone. My hands are clean. Let me. I yeah. have some uh, antiseptic here. But I'm clean. You got Purell down here? I did. I mean, Purell. Is Purell an official sponsor? No, but they should be. We're going to have Lysol, but I've been drinking that earlier well, today. Well, right, and, yeah. And then I had some... Um, and some UV light. I had some UV. We have UV lights coming in. Mm -hmm. I prefer to go outside, though, yeah. and get the actual real UV rays, as long as you put sunscreen on. Vitamin you know D, saying? man. I love vitamin D. I take vitamin D and K in one pill. You know, they, have yeah. it to that, that's, they work well together. Did you know that, Harry? Sort of like this show. We all work well together. But anyway, uh, it's been a fun week. I can't believe you uh, you threw me under the bus to Dan. How did I throw you under the bus? Well, he explained the story. Well, what did you think? He was really wanted to hang out with you when no, you were in the swimming no, pool that, with him? No, uh, no, about me as a sidekick. What did I say? You didn't. You didn't. <laughs> Clorox is, you know, we were joking about, you know, everybody's ripping the president, whatever you want to do, yeah. rip him every day, uh, about Lysol and Clorox. You can't find Lysol or Clorox. How's anybody going to inject it? Especially here in Philly, where you can get any kind of drug you want, but you can't find Lysol anywhere. We were in a store yesterday. No Lysol, no Clorox, no wipes. Now, there's toilet papers back right. and paper towels, so they got that restocked. They upped the production, I think, Absolutely. the supply chain. Exactly. That's yeah. good supply chain knowledge, Robert, uh, Harry. Yeah, but don't you have – Didn't you, you had a couple of containers of those Lysol wipes, right? The, oh, yeah, I buy the, them by the, the five-pack, yeah. the Clorox right. wipes. 
Those are good. Out. No, those are great to yeah. have. I have them in my car. Yeah, you go, wipe down the steering wheel you wipe down and the, the steering gear shift wheel. and all that stuff. Sometimes, you know, you have a little accident. you got to clean up in the car. Right. You know what I'm saying? You follow me now? I'm following you. Because here's what I'll say, Harry. Knock on wood if you're with me. Right? Knock, knock on wood if you're with me. Knock on wood if you're with me. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, no. Who will the first pick be in the second round of the draft tonight, Harry Mays? I call upon you. A man who understands the game and, and has done many mock drafts in his career. I don't know. I put my computer in the bag already, so I don't really. Wait a minute. You already. You already. Did you hit the elevator button? <laughs> That's one of the jokes in radio. You know, if you worked on like the third floor of a building. Yeah. And, you know, guys, like, especially in music radio, the DJ would play his last song, mm -hmm. and then the other guy, the replacement, would be in. And they'd say, hold the elevator. <laughs> and the guy would already be in his car before his show actually ended. Right. You can't do that on this show, No, right? no, I know. We I know. talk yeah. here. We don't have anybody like – we don't have somebody playing the Inagata De Vida, the 15-minute version, or Light My Fire by The Doors. Stairway to Heaven. Stairway to Heaven. Or the song we played the other day for uh, – Oh, for 420. Yeah, what was that song called? Josie, Joe's a big 420. Dope Smoker. Dope Smoker. Dope by yeah. Sleep. By and Sleep. And it's like 60-some minutes long, Yeah, right? it's over One continuous song. Yeah. Not the chain smokers. Though. I tell you, Kaneen really, he comes over here ready to go. Yes, he did. Pat Kaneen is here. He's got his draft day hat on. You know, he shows up for happy hour. Well, he's smart. <laughs> what do you think he's going to show up for? The beginning of the show when we're running wires? No, he actually helped put this whole thing together. I know. That man strung everything in here. And now he's strung up, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah, let's get the now. Right, I thought me... that went well with Dan, though. That, no, that, that, was, right. that was funny stuff. I love Dan. Dan and I go back to 1992. Yeah. That's where I met him for the first time. Actually, I met him before that. He was at, when he was at CNN. Oh, that's right. He was he doing was, sports right. at CNN is when I met him. And then we reunited, of course, at the ESPN. Now, was he doing the CNN or was he doing CNN's headline news? Remember they had that other Yeah, division? no, he was part of CNN Sports, not the old. Like uh, Nick Charles was there. Yeah, and you headline had Jerome Jerenovich. Right. Yeah. And then you had, of course, my favorite guy. Huber. Jim Huber Jim was Huber, there. Jim Huber, yes. Yeah. The late Jim Hughes. I know. But then well, the other Nick guy. Charles, I think, has passed, too. I don't, I, think. I don't know if he is. No? I, I, I don't know. Okay. But the one guy, you know, the other guy was who became famous for it, and he got a lot of jo jo uh, jobs in sports talk. Vince Cellini? No, no. Vince Cellini, I think, is working at the Golf Channel for a while after that. Lucky guy. No, the guy who did just headline sports, and he wasn't on camera most of the time. Uh, oh, it was just Van Earl Wright. Oh, yeah. Van right. Earl. He was the guy who would come up with nicknames like Detroit. Yeah, he was right? good. And he did all of these... Famous because remember he's doing a two-minute sports update. Yeah, he and was so good. So he really, he really tried to, to, to spice it up. I am Van Earl, and he was from Detroit, and I got to work with him out in L.A. Mm -hmm. Now we're gonna go with some uh, cran. No, 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 Harry no, doesn't. No. Do you have the? Did you get the uh, the eyedropper for Harry for his no, I'm uh, cranberry? Good. I'm not even. Now, Joe, waste Joe, my time. Joe Krause, you're not having a cocktail. Joe C doesn't drink. This is a really cheap uh, crowd to entertain here. I like that. <laughs> now, what is Robin doing? We got to watch her intake. Robin's going here. with the. Uh, Robin's going cranberry first. Okay. We got. Oh, I need a little pineapple in there, even though there's too many carbs in there. What's the carb quotient on that? Well, you're just taking a little. Just drop a, that's of it. it. Boom. Yeah, that's, that's good. Nothing. That's good. But Dan in, in indicated that you and he got off on a bad start. Is that true? No. Back in the day. When did we get off on a bad start? I don't know. He brought it up. Were you not I listening? Think was, I think he was joking. Oh, okay. We were, all, we, were, we, were at, we were working together at ESPN Radio. He's in 17 Sandler flicks. Yeah. I didn't know Adam Sandler had 17 flicks. <laughs> oh, he's got tons. Imagine the, the checks that he gets for I residuals. Know. I get residual checks for one crappy movie, and I was barely in it. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we toast all of you. 
everybody to another great week. We want to thank all the folks who listen in, all the new listeners on Sirius XM Channel 211, the Dan Patrick Channel, all of our regular people who have been with us now for over a year on twitch.tv slash Tony Bruno Show. We keep an eye on them every single year, every single day. And, yes, Van Earl Wright, by the way, is the guy that replaced me at Fox Sports Radio. Really? When uh, they decided that they needed to go in a different direction, not because I wasn't performing, but because they wanted me to take a pay cut. Right. They said, we got a guy. We got a guy that can replace you. Now, is that his real name or is that a stage name? It's a good name. It's a Van great Earl name. Wright, yeah. yeah. Van Earl Wright. You oh, have to have three is, names. It yeah. doesn't sound like a radio name, though. No, it, it sounds like a serial killer. Normally, always, every time there's <laughs> a serial killer, <laughs> they always have three names. John Wayne Gacy. Yes, why yeah, yeah, is yeah, that? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have three names. Mm. But every single serial killer has three names, and they always mention all three names when they talk about it. There was a serial oh. killer named Tony Bruno, though. That's that right. We, I got a Google alert one time that uh, they were on the lookout for him. No I relation, had to look him up. No I had to relation. look him up just to make sure. <laughs> no relation. We're going to thank everybody. We're going to thank Ron Jaworski, Dan Patrick, all the people who called in all week. Great lineup of guests, and we appreciate you, all the great listeners and callers, the great Joe Krause. The great Joe C. at the Wheels of Steels on the ones and twos. The great Pat Kinney wearing a draft day hat. Why? I have no idea. He got it for free. Is that from the movie? Was that from the movie yeah, premiere? Yeah, from the movie draft day. I know it's the movie. I figured he didn't go out and buy a he hat. He probably did a remote somewhere. Exactly. It was yeah. probably a giveaway. Miss Robin, <laughs> Harry Mays, Tony Bruno. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the draft. We'll see you back here on Monday. Stay safe, stay inside, and stay quiet, please. Okay, so I've had one sip of my drink. Miss Robin will get wasted in three, <laughs> two, 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 one. one. <laughs> Let's start the clock. Let's put Let's 10 seconds it. on the clock. Boom. <laughs> All right, folks. Everybody on Twitch, have a fantastic, fantastic weekend. Be safe. Um, if you are able to get outside, enjoy some sunshine. As long as you stay away from, you know, at least six people from other six feet from other people and we will see you all back here on monday for another fantastic week of the tony bruno show with harry mays arrivederci unbelievable so i call them the sun twins did that know that yeah you work with joe c um joe c probably did it remotely we did joe stasak and matt lombardo remotes right yeah <laughs> Say goodbye, Tony Bruno. 7 a.m. waking up in the morning. Gotta be fresh, gotta go downstairs. Gotta have my bowl, gotta.